Oi, you lot. You listen to Garage Hammer. Episode 288. On tonight's episode, the modelings are continuing to talk about those fish elves and all the rules about being a fish elf. Oh, look, we ride this, the invisible water. Oh, look, we have eels that do shock treatment. Shut it! I'm listening to me show. Welcome to the Garage, you tools. For the next two hours or thereabouts, we're going to do our best to keep you informed, keep you entertained, giving you a laugh or two along the way. Bringing you turtles and sharks and eels. People without eyeballs. I'm Dave Whitek. And with me, as always, Chris Walker. Chris! Hey. Hello. How's it going? What's up? Very good. Oh, so much happening. The, the FAQs came out. Yeah, all kinds of stuff came out today. The somebody sneak peeked the the the, uh, the slaves to darkness, slaves to darkness, demon yeah, prince, the demon prince, the, his war scroll, and the uh, actually the book. Some I, I saw a picture of a guy holding the book. I saw a cover, and then GW dropped a thing because they were like, oh, "Look, someone did a thing," and then that looked like. But then they. But I saw there's a guy actually holding the Slaves of Darkness battle tome in his hands. I don't like. Yeah, I, I thought that thing did. That the, the roadmap came out today too. Yeah, and, well, they put out the might as well put out the roadmap because they wanted to let us yeah. know that that's not coming out till the end of the year. Right, that seems odd to me that that's not coming out till the winter. It's okay. No, well, it looks like we're getting. Well, they, we know we got Night Hunt and Sisters. Yep. And then there's. An order battle tome, a chaos battle tome, and then it looked like another what? Another uh, it was two destruction battle tomes. Well, and that sounds like orc uh, ogres and gits. I'm assuming. Yeah. I mean, it's not orcs. We just got orcs. Right. If I get another book in six months after I got the last book, <laughs> that we the, we listen. We had that trouble once. Let's not do that yeah. again. So I wonder oh. what the so it goes night haunt. Sisters. Daughters of Cain are the next two. Yeah, Daughters of Cain. And yeah. then there, and then there's a Chaos Battle Tomb and an Order Battle Tomb that are next, right? Yep. Summer, I believe it says. Yep. So what do we surmise those are? I see Skaven. I'm thinking. A lot of people are thinking Skaven, and I don't, I don't know. Um, What's the Order one? What could it be? I would like to see a decent Lizardman book. A new Seraphon. A Seraphon book. book. I mean. Yeah. I'd like to see like, Seraphon get some new sculpts and maybe a couple of new units. Yeah. The last what's like, older? two releases, what's older? nothing. Yeah, what's older, Seraphon or Cities of Sigmar? I don't know. I don't know. Cities got a boost in the last couple of things that had stuff in them, but I don't know if they've gotten a, a book yet. Right. Maybe the Dwarden are going to get a new book. Maybe we'll get some real Dwarden. Or maybe oh. in Cities of Sigmar, they'll get a real faction and not just be a couple of dudes. That'd be cool. I don't know. Anyway, we should probably thank the sponsors, huh? Yes, sir. All right. So, sponsors of the show. Want to thank them for uh, everything they do for the show, and that includes Chaos Arc Superstar. Chaos Arc Superstar. Chaos Arc Superstar. Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. For all... Your MDF needs, your 3D printing needs, your you need tokens, you need um, you need borders, you need a frame to make your mat the right size without putting blue tape all over it, looking all ghetto. Yeah. Um, you know that it's six squared. 
and the new and improved and amazing, and I got to do a new commercial for them because it's so amazing, Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois, with a whole new expanded gaming space. There's even more happening at. Yeah. I was there I went there a couple days ago. You sent me pictures. I was like, oh. Yeah. I mean, I saw the little videos on Facebook, but it's nice. Yeah, it's like they they have nine tables in there. Nice. <laughs> All right, and they could put probably another one in there and get a full ten if they wanted. But see, they were that's sweet. They, they were busy building more shelving for more product when I was there too, because they moved out all the tables from the, you know the. The old side, I guess. Right. And they were putting they were putting up more display racks for like more stuff. Yeah. Buy more stuff. Yeah. Oh. And I know and the thing is it's like there's they got all these tables in there now, and I'm just like, Oh, I wish there's room for twenty tables. We could have a yeah. whole a whole ass tournament in there. Right. Oh. I mean ten tables is kind of a is a we lot. We could do right? a one day or in there. Easy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We could do a one day event in there easy if we t- yeah. if we if we set it up proper with uh mm-hmm. with Todd. Yeah, for sure. And now there's plenty of tables for us to start doing our uh our uh path to glory. Yeah. The Oryx is going to going to run that path. I got a new army now for it. Oh yeah. You did. What did you get? So I bought a a listener contacted me and uh he was selling off his Ossiarch Bone Reapers army. So I acquired it, and it came in the mail from Canada. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's great. Yeah, I've been busily painting more tech guard. Nice. That's very yeah. nice. That's excellent. Yeah. Um all right, you know what? Let's run through the last of the things, and then we're gonna uh, we'll do our take take our break. We're sort of all over the place, but that's just because we've had a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patreon, our Patreon sponsors. I want to thank all the Patreon sponsors, those people who donate to this show on a regular basis because they're like, "Oh, this show's awesome!" And God bless you for your for your. Your lack of, of great taste, I suppose. But here we go. Our associate producers, Christopher Sanders and Jake C. Our executive producers, Colin Miller, Tyler McDonald, and Scott Milne. Thank you and thank all of our Patreon patrons, past, present, and those who are thinking of becoming patrons in the future. Do Guys, it. we appreciate it. We really do. Plus, Heather and I should be recording the next Garage Gamer, hopefully this weekend. Um, I got to get, not Garage Gamer, Garage World. Um but I, I kind of gotta, I gotta make her watch the next movie. Mm. Yeah, see, because we've been covering some movies as there's no, no big uh, conventions to cover. Yeah. Although we will have a couple when we get back in August, we will have a bunch of convention coverage. But the uh, did you did you see did you see the League of Votan for a four hammer forty k the squats? Oh, did you yep. see their giant their giant head monument thing? That's awesome. Which we made reference to. I like the big giant head. Yeah. But you know what? I'm just, I'm excited for those too. Those look cool. They're neat, right? They're bringing back the, the they're bringing back squats. That's they've so got, awesome. they've got, they've got, I think the, the, as cool as that one miniature is, it's not going to be nearly as cool as the, the, the new, like the trikes, right? 
<laughs> those are going to be the pretty bikes. rad. Those, yeah. I mean, come on. There's they're, so much cool good. stuff coming out. There is so much cool stuff yeah. coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, one last thing, and I always got to mention it. Uh, Chris, did you know that we hmm. have voicemail? Really? Yeah, we got a voicemail. We don't have any right now. Oh. Um, but we usually do. We get voicemails from people all the time. They call, they leave a message, we play it on the show. That's how it works. And if you, loyal listener, want to leave a message here on the Garage Hammer voicemail, you just need to call 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Most international callers dial 00. And then 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's right. And then you yeah, could call, leave a voicemail. Call us. Yeah, we love when people leave voicemails. We got we'll some answer cool your emails. questions. Yeah. Yes, we will. Or we'll try to. <laughs> uh, so, um, I guess that's really everything for the intro. I think we okay. covered. And uh, so we'll take our break. We'll come back, and we're going to dive into the rules for yeah. and the unit entries for the Ideneth Deepkin. And you know what? They're kind. I think. I think they're kind of cool. They are cool. I think the one thing that I'm looking at this, the thing that they seem to suffer from, is they suffer from the same thing. And I'm glad they came out with the Fire Slayer book because they too have one, two, three, four, five, six. They got like 14 units. Yeah, that's like uh, what. That's that's like what the the Deepkin started with. Like that many units. That's all they had. Yeah, it's one of them, rid- two yeah. of them, and two of them are warp are underworlds warband entries. So, oh, it's it's just bananas. It's just really <laughs> crazy how uh, how this it's like it's cool, but man, you don't have a lot here. So yeah, I wish there was. I wish there was more options for just straight up infantry, but well, and that's no. the other crazy thing. And we'll you know what we'll start as soon as we get back. We'll talk about that because that as I was thinking about going, wow, this is just. Crazy, and mm. I, I was thinking about how you know how ninety percent of this army is the one percent of their their you know their race because only one percent are. But then I looked at this and went, "Oh no, I'm wrong. This is not. This is even weirder than I thought." So yeah. let's take a break. Let's come back, and then we will dive into this. Awesome. Folks, Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chessex Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted boarded miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we're back. Hello. Hey. We're back. Holy mackerel. All right. 
So yeah, I was looking at this going, and there's like 14, 15 entries, and only yeah. two of them are Namardi, and I it's know. basically the same. Is, it, is that the same kit? Like, is that the same box? Oh, um, I mean, you know, I'm not sure. It's the thralls and the reavers, right? I mean, basically, yeah. it's it's the dudes with hand weapons and the dudes with bows. It's like the gores and the young gores, except there's not even that big <laughs> of a difference between them, right? Well, I mean, I mean, gores are huge and ungores are tiny. These are just right. like they look the same. It's just their weapons different. Their weapons are different, and they're on they're one wound models on thirty two mil bases, which is weird to me. Yeah. But then I was looking at that, and I looked at this whole list of all these other entries. I'm flipping through the book. I'm like, you know, I thought this was only 1% of the race were the Achelians, and that's like yeah. the whole rest of the army. Right. And I'm like, wow, how big, how much, how many people are there that the 1% make up this huge amount? But then I look in the back of the book, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, I can take 10 Reavers or 10 Thralls. And the eels, I can take in units of three. Yeah. Everything else in this army is units of one. Mm-hmm. Literally everything in this army is units of one. That's yeah. crazy. I know. I it's think, th- is there another army like this? Um. There are two battle line units, which are, in, in my mind, it's the same unit, just different kit. It, I bet you it's the... I, I bet you if I look it up on the computer, which I can't do right in front of me right now, I bet you it's the same box even. I'm pretty sure it is. So they got one box for 90% of your army, the bulk of it, if you go and, and actually take you know, them, because they're supposed to make up you know, the bulk of the, of the race, right? Yeah. And then a lot of singles, mostly characters. This is more... The, the choice here is even more limited than the original Realm Lords. This feels more limited than Fire Slayers. Mm-hmm. The difference here is these units all look different. And right. I think the difference in the look makes it look like the line is much larger than when you've got a bunch of frumpy slayers and they all look, the only difference is what they're holding, you know? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, I'm trying to... It might be a different box. I don't know. I don't know either. I think it is. Is it a different box? Yeah. I think the Namardi Reavers are a box. And then the Namardi Thralls are a different box. Because I know they have different listings, but I thought if you clicked on it, you would, and you go down to the description, it would say you could build either this or that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's two separate boxes. Oh, well. La di da. Okay. I I know, right? Yeah. Well, that's great because that means more poses, different things. You know, yes. that's that's, yeah, like, that's actually like the, better. Right. The Reavers poses are a little bit more dynamic. They're like running. Oh, okay. Well, good, good. Yeah. yeah. Because you want some variety. I mean, I did nothing but complain about that in the last, uh, uh, in the last book we covered with yeah. the Fire Slayers. How much it aggravated me that it was all just the same thing over and over yeah, and over a, again. Just a dude standing there with an axe or an axe and a shield or what have you. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, or a, you know, or an incense burner or whatever that thing is with the chain on it, with the thing at the yeah. end. Like, uh, but so, now these guys, as we're going through them, are a little more interesting. Now, um, I suppose... Now, the weirdest thing is, and I never know how to do this, and, I, and I'm always torn between going through the unit 
entries first and then the rules or going through yeah. the rules and then all the different units? Because it seems like you'd want to go through the units so that you know what these rules are affecting. Yeah. But then it's like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just I, so I I guess we're going to keep going in order that the book goes. I suppose. So like, I so we, do you want to so start stupid. with stupid? Do you want to? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm just I don't know. I, <laughs> I you know what? It's just I I love I love covering this stuff. I really do. This makes me excited. Mm. As I was going over this today before we were recording, I'm looking at this going. Oh, I could I could I would love to play this. Like I I yeah. I, I, I uh, yeah I think I need to go to Grognards and buy some some Deepkin. And then I'm like, no, what are you talking about? Finish painting your toys, <laughs> dummy. Yeah, but it's a it's a, it's a super dynamic army. I mean, yeah, and it is. Yeah, and it's the more a, I look at the pictures of the models, I'm like, this is a I like this. Yeah, I'm surprised I don't see more of these on the table because man, it looks cool. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the only reason I could think of is because you just got to play a ton of the Namardi. Well, I mean, you don't have to. You could play the you could play where your your three big sharks are your battle line, but then you're playing then, super elite, aren't you? I mean, if you're all if you're playing all sharks and eels right. and turtles, mm-hmm. and I they're don't know. expensive. Those units are expensive, like yeah. points wise. Yeah. So you're. This, I mean, do you have enough to see? That's the thing that, and and I, I know I'm sidetracking here, but every time I play, like I've been playing a lot with my with my night haunt, yeah. and you know I'm a I'm at like a fifty fifty with them mm-hmm. since I've been playing with them since the new edition came out, right? I'm yeah. happy with fifty fifty. What do I care, right? Absolutely. But uh, my my thing is they're not great, but there's just I have lots of bodies or lots of yeah. you know lots of ghosts, mm-hmm. and I keep playing against people with these elite armies that are beating up my ghosts, but it's like I just have a ton of them, and so I out I outnumber well, you, on objectives. And you, can bring them, and you can bring them back. Well, yeah, that's yeah. If 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 I if I can bring them back, then right. usually if I can bring them, like my fifty fifty really depends on whether or not I can bring them back. Mm-hmm. If I get stumped or I can't roll the good rolls to to summon them back, I yeah. usually lose because they are kind of crummy. <laughs> but if I but that's the thing, I just I love playing hordes. Just the weight of bodies. It doesn't have to be good. There just has to be a lot of them, and they have to outlast you. Mm-hmm. And I've played several elite armies and, and played against these guys. And it seems like the more elite army I play against, they still they still kill as much as the less elite armies. Mm-hmm. But they can't hold objectives. They can't right. grab onto stuff because there's just not enough of them. Yeah, and that's how you win this game now is yeah, obje- is objectives. Yeah. So I look at this and I think, great, if you just take you know nine nine eels and 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 three three you know uh, three sharks mm-hmm. and a couple of heroes, and if that winds up being your army, yes, you know. So, I, so I've watched, I've seen a couple of. You know, games of people playing Deepkin. Yeah, and I mean, generally, what happens or is they come in, they strike really hard. You know, they do their run and charge thing. They get stuck in on the objectives, and then they, you know, I've seen it go where they kind of get whittled down, and they just can't, you know, replace their losses. You know what I mean? Whereas mm-hmm. the other armies, like you're saying, you know, they just they have more, more stuff to bring up, and well, see, and, I, and that's what I'm thinking is that, you know, if I was playing this, I'd want to have 
a bunch of throws. You want those extra yeah. bodies. Like, yeah, exactly. the other stuff is cool and it hits really hard, but you need mm-hmm. those. Right. You need those bodies, don't you? Right. Like it just, yeah, I, I think so. Okay. And you can bring them back too. You can you can resurrect Namardi oh. with with uh, with uh, some of these guys like the Soul Render. He can bring guys back. Sweet. Uh, one of the uh, one of the big guys can bring guys back. You know, he's got they've all got you know, rules to do that. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, so um, hold on. Let me move this here. There we go. So let's start looking now. Uh, you can pick one of the six uh, factions that we talked about. Last mm-hmm. episode, the Iron Rock, the Nautilar, Morphon, uh, and all of them have a special yeah, they rule. Have, yeah, they have a little gimmick. There's some, and you know what? Some of them are cool because some of them are just like different, uh, like hero things and monster choices. Like during that phase, like yeah, there's a there's a variety. And when I was looking, I'm like, wow, they they actually put a lot of variety into what you can. Like what they are, it's not just like these guys get an extra to hit or these guys get an extra wound. They yeah. went into all the different phases and said, "Okay, these guys have a cool thing in this part." Right. Which, so, like we were just talking about, like the Morphan, the uh, you know the Shaiish kind of. Yeah. Those those guys they they have they can add, um, you know they add three to the number of slain models that are returned when a soul render does his thing. Yep. You know they've. So that is already, you know, they, each one of these kind of factions does something to boost, like, a unit in the army, basically. And, and, it, and it fits in their lore, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Nautilar, you can, you, they get their own special monsters rampage. Yeah, The Leviathan too. gets a three rend. Yeah. Uh, if you do that monstrous rampage until you're at the end of the next combat phase. Right. So you pick a monstrous rampage and give your Leviathan fins and jaws three rend. Yeah, it's nasty. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, the Iron Rock, you know, they're the most numerous, right? Mm-hmm. They get uh, their own heroic action. Yeah. Uh, pick a friendly Achelian unit wholly within 12 inches of the hero until the end of the turn. You can choose whether you now. You can choose to affect it with either flood tide or right. ebb tide, which is in so that list, which we're going to get to. Right. Yeah. So that's either runner runner charge, run and charge, run and shooter charge, or retreat and charge. Yeah. And that's it's like oh, and by the way, you get that on top of whatever the normal turns <laughs> yeah. flow is. So it's like oh, you could you could double down. Right. As a heroic action. I mean, it's just a unit wholly within 12, but you, when you start doubling down on that, mm-hmm. wait, I can run and charge and strike first. I can run and charge, you know, I can yeah. retreat and charge. And like, there's all of a sudden the combos get dumb with that. Yeah. Um, the other guys, um, you know, we'll get to some of these, I think, later because they have, they, you have to actually explain what some of them do mm-hmm. with. There are other things. Um, so we will get back to the rest of them. In fact, let's do this. Um, oh, they still have the rule. You can only target the closest unit to shoot at. Yeah, that's their that's their like army-wide battle trait. That is so great. Well, For their go- army-wide battle trait is uh, friendly. I don't know deep can units can only be picked as a target of shooting. Yeah, if they're closest eligible target to the attacking model. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. And then there's a way to make that even better. <laughs> oh, there is. 
Yeah. I must have missed that. Okay. Where you have where you have to be within a foot of them. Oh yeah. If yeah, you yeah. take the if the Isharan ritual table, the yeah, you can, you can have your Isharan guy at the beginning of the game summon the creeping mist, and it says deep units that are affected by low tide ability can't be picked as a target unless they're within a foot. Which is like, wow. Well, and then you pick a tide caster, and you get to pick two of those if you take a tide caster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking at this too, going, oh, this is like. Another thing where I want to take like everybody because they've all got cool rules. Yeah. All right. So what is this? What are we talking about? We're talking about the tides of death. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the tides of death is every battle round. You yeah, know the the, the ether water, whatever it's called. The ether sea. Ether sea. That's it. So <laughs> in the first round, in the first battle round, yeah. all all deepkin are in cover. That's yep. just how it works. They all are counted as being in cover. So they get plus one save. Yep. Uh, then in the second battle round, they can run and shoot or run and charge. Yeah. And in the third battle round, they strike first. The mm-hmm. whole army. Yeah. Now that strike first means before. So like your whole, everything in your, if I don't have any strike first, uh-huh. your whole army attacks. Yeah. And then, but they don't get a second attack, but they get that whole army attacks. Right. And then I get to attack back. Right. There is there is a way later on where you can have a unit fight twice. Right. But I saw some yeah. of that. But it's like, yeah. oh, okay. So that's round three. They're all striking first. Yeah. Round four, they can retreat and charge or retreat and shoot. And then round five, if it gets to round five, it starts over again, sort of like the yeah. Nurgle cycle. Yeah. And there's ways so you can reverse the flow of this. I'm and not you can certain make why units. you would do that, but yeah. But this is, and, and this is neat. It's a set of rules that does follow the lore. Low tide, mm-hmm. flood tide, high tide, ebb tide. It's like the low tide. You know, it's, they're just coming. You can't really see what's happening. Right. Next thing you, you know, they can run and tr- so they they come flying in. Then they're striking first. Then as that wave rushes back out to sea, yeah, they go out with it. It's they pretty go out cool. Right. It's really neat. So now, if you have any Ishran units, so any, so yeah, any of those, um, you get to pick a ritual, and that you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the Ishran are the are the wizards. The wizards, That's your yes. Tidecaster. Um, Lotan is the one. The Soul Scryer is another guy. The Soul Render is another one. Yeah. Yeah, that that's... Uh, uh, oh, so this, Well, the Soul Render is actually not a wizard. Elethane, Ill-Fated. Oh, wait, that's that. That's that war yep. cry war. Ben, I don't care about that. Um, yeah, he's the, he's the Underworlds guy. Yeah, he's the Underworlds guy. Uh, not he's war actually, cry, Underworlds. He's actually kind of awesome. But. Is he? <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't... I don't have any of those things. I just never think about them. Mm. Um, so if you take any of those, there's four Ishuran, you know, wizard type characters, or just you know, non the non Akelians. Yeah. Then you get one of these, and you get to pick one. And these are pretty cool. Like you just said, oh, if I pick this, then during that first round of low tide, not only are they in cover, but if you're more than twelve inches, you can't even target them. Yeah, that's. Great! It's really good. I mean, it's like the it's like this it's like the anti stormcast rule, basically. Yeah, I'll go second. 
You're not going to get up close enough to actually do anything to me in your first turn, so I'll go second. I mean, if you're willing to like teleport a unit within a foot of me, knock yourself out. You know? Yeah, because then next round you're in a <laughs> world of trouble, right? Because <laughs> they're going to die. Yeah, that unit's going to die. Um, you can pick. Oh, and so and then in round two, the flood tide, where you can run and shoot or run and charge. Mm-hmm. Add one to run and charge rolls. Yeah, you can pick that one. So then suddenly in round two, not only can I run and charge, but I've got a plus one on each of those. Yeah, to, to the run and to the charge, right? Yeah. It's effectively a plus two right. to your charge. And then round three, when high tide comes in and everybody strikes first, I could pick the ritual of deep sight. Oh, mm-hmm. we get a five-up ward during round three. Yeah. A straight-up... Well, I- Namardi. Now it's only Namardi. You're a Namardi, yeah. But I mean, if you're taking a bunch of Namardi, oh look, mm-hmm. they're getting a five-up ward. You're and they're your weakest, yeah. your single wound, worst saves, and now suddenly you give them a five-up ward. Yeah, and hopefully you're bringing a bunch of all the ones that die. Hopefully you're bringing a bunch of them back. Yeah. And then the last one uh, with the ebb tide, when you can retreat and shoot and retreat and charge. Mm-hmm. During the ebb tide, when you retreat, roll a dice for every enemy unit within three inches of you when you start your retreat. On a four-up, they take D3 mortals. So you're just yeah. parting shots as you're retreating out of, the, out of the, the path. Yeah. And then, like I said, if you take, um, if you take uh, a tide caster, any number of tide casters, you get two of these rituals. So you can put that low tide one. So now they're in cover, and you can't even target them if they're more than 12 inches. And you could decide to, you know, take the, you know, hey, I'm going to run and charge in round two. Even better. Yeah. You got you to get up close anyway, but if you don't get up close, I'm going to reach right out and touch you. Right. This is an army that is designed to move. Absolutely, yeah. It's a super dynamic army that... Your your play. I would think your plan is to try to run rings around people, you know. With that would be like I would think that would be like the easiest way to play this. I'm sure there's another build where you could just yeah. flood the flood the battlefield. Haha. With Namardi, <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, I you know, see what Nabardi, you did there. Yeah, and you just and you just yeah. Um, the other thing that I thought was cool. Um is there's so much retreat and charge in this mm-hmm. army. Yeah. With Retreating and charging is, is a super powerful ability. Yeah, because they get so many bonuses on the charge in this army. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, and you're not and you're not locked into combat, you know, and anything right. that can that you pretty much want to do that can fly. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. Right. So, so let's 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 kind of look at some of this now. Uh, now, if you pick a Kelly in heroes, now let's go over some of this stuff because you got your Achillean heroes, your Ishran heroes, mm-hmm. and your Eidolon heroes. Yeah. Um. Wow. Do we want to go through? You know what? Let's do this. Uh, I'm 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 totally changing it up. I'm trying new things today. I'm trying new things today. <laughs> Let's talk about the Eidolons. Yeah. Let's talk about the Eidolons before we get into all their command traits. We'll talk about the heroes, the characters, 
and then we'll go into their their different type of command uh, abilities and stuff like that, so that it all cool. kind of makes sense. So you know who they are before. Yeah, that's a good you, idea. You get the little rule. Now let's talk a little bit about the eidolons. Right. The extreme situations where the existence of their enclave is threatened, the soul wardens will sanction the conjuration of an eidolon of Muthlan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are not. In fact, the divine champions they first fear, but spirit beings, apparitions summoned into existence by lingering essences of deceased Ideneth. So they are a lot of soul bits and soul stuff that they've kept together, all forming together into one big angry mass. The... uh, it is an instinctive force, rarely speaking or responding to instructions, and there are two distinct incarnations. And yeah. I like this. Even the Ishran cannot predict which incarnation will appear. Though it appears the temperament or the emotional state of the enclave has some being. So you can have the aspect of the storm or the aspect of the sea. The storm comes with the power of the sea as a destroyer. Its spear crackles with power. There is no sense of mercy. It crashes relentlessly until all in his path are annihilated. And then the uh, aspect of the sea is more controlled, but that doesn't suggest less power. In the same manner that a placid ocean surface belies the dormant energies beneath. The sheer terrifying immensity of the ocean is enough to drive mortals to despair, and this can, uh, this, the version of the sea can cause nearby foes to feel the full force of its horror. Um, what I think is interesting in this units here, as I'm with you, whatever aspect it assumes, when its service is done, the constituent soul motes return to the Corellia where they came. However, mm-hmm. if the Eidolon's physical form is destroyed... The sacred energies of the Ideneth's dead are dispersed, and if the soul renders cannot collect them, they are lost forever. So there is a risk to them for summoning this thing. Yeah. This is not something that shows up on any old battlefield. And I think that's interesting. I think, Mm -hmm. and they said even this tragic sacrifice is sometimes necessary to stave off a more terrible disaster. But these Eidolons are made up from bits of the the, the souls of all their, their dead that they've collected. Yeah, they're kind of like avatars, you know. Of yeah. The eye of the Idona, right? Yeah. All right. So when we look at the two, and we're going to take a look and do they fit the lore? I'm going to just say right beforehand, yes. Yeah, they're super cool. One's like a fighty guy, mm-hmm. and one's a wizard. And you know, the wizard's no slouch either. He's got some no. decent, some decent stabby skills here. Oh yeah. They're both twelve wounds. They both move a foot, twelve inches, ten bravery, three up save. They That's, both can fly. They're so tanky. A three-up save with a five-up ward. It's like, wow. Oh, they better be tanky. They ain't cheap. I think they're 500 points. Uh Oh, actually, no. They're a three and a, three and a quarter for oh, the sea. Yeah, 355. Three, 355 yeah. for the storm. So now 325, the, yeah. Yeah. So the, now if you take the storm, what I like, there's some, he's got some interesting, they're very different. I mean, they have mm-hmm. the same basic, the circle of stats. Yeah, you know, they've got, you know, they've they've each got his ward save a five up. Yeah, they, you know, they've their weapons are a little different. But now you look at this guy. Okay, so if you're going to take the storm, first of all, when you charge, when you charge, you can heal D three wounds. Mm-hmm. When you charge, you can add one to your attack and one to your damage characteristic for your spear 
and, um, when you charge. By the way, yeah. your spear is already four attacks, threes by twos, two rend, two damage. So now it's five yeah. attacks with three damage. Yeah. And you can retreat and charge in the same turn with this unit just without, be, no matter what phase you're in. Yeah. So this guy charges in, and he's going to retreat and charge every opportunity he gets. Absolutely. He, heal D3 wounds, and then make it and, five attacks with three damage. And he flies. And he flies. And let's, oh yeah, so he can just move any, uh, as long as he gets mm-hmm. a decent retreat roll, he's, you can't trap him. Right. And let's not forget, he's also got his cruel hook, which is four attacks, threes by twos, with two damage, only one rend, oh. but two damage. Right. And they both have the sharp fangs, which is all the little fish around them. Yeah, the storm shoal. Yeah, two d6 attacks, four by fours with one damage. So they both, you know, I mean, so they both have the sharp fangs. Um, then on top of all of his power, uh, friendly Ideneth Deepkin, holy within twelve, get plus one to wound. That's so. That's. Super good. There's not a lot of stuff that gives plus one to wound. Right. And let's just add and one more thing. <laughs> yeah. Start of the combat phase. Pick an enemy hero with a wounds characteristic of eight or less that's within three inches. So you bring him up to one of these smaller heroes. Yeah. Plus one to hit and wound for attack when you attack if you attack that hero. Yeah. So, so twos it, to hit, twos to wound, pretty much everything. Yeah, and it's fact twos to hit. Ones to wound. So if someone gives you a minus True. one to wound on yeah. something, you're still wounding on twos. True. With two rend, and if you charged, it's three damage. <laughs> yeah. This guy's a this guy's a tank. Yeah, he's a beat stick. And he's and he's a tank. It's yeah. But talk about that good. that rage of the storm, retreating, attacking, flying around. Uh, now, yeah. once again, I'm picturing this in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, okay, here's the actual little toys on the table, but then you're picturing that battle in your head. You're you're animating it, you know, making it yeah. into cinema. Yep. And I'm just picturing this thing come literally comes in because it's riding that big that wave. It looks like you see it comes crashing in on this wave, just killing stuff left and right, and then flying off and coming back in from the other angle, crashing in again. I'm like, oh, this is this is fantastic. Yeah. And then, if that's not enough, we've got the aspect of the sea. I like this one. This one's great, too. Mm-hmm. This guy, he can re-roll casting, dispels, and unbind rolls, period. Yeah. He has two casts. He's a two-cast, two-unbind, which is rare. With, with unlimited re-rolls... For casting, dispelling, and unbinding. By the yeah. way, if he does cast any spells in the hero phase, he heals D3 wounds. Yeah, which I think is better than if you charge. Because you probably haven't taken wounds yet if you make that first char- that first charge, you know what I mean? But then if, shot ev- or something. Well, every, tur- every turn you're going to be retreating and charging. This True, guy, I every just... turn he's going to be casting two spells, though. Yeah. As long as he gets them both off, he's healing two D3. Yeah. Well, no, oh says, no! If he he's just D three, yeah, any spells because yeah. any spells, right, 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 right. Yeah, uh, yeah and he increases everybody's bravery to ten. Yeah, everyone's bravery ten if you're within eighteen inches because it's that it's that calm and steady sea. This is where yeah. it really plays into the lore, really cool. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's got a ranged weapon. Yeah, which D- is two damage friend two. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's only twelve inches, but it's 
D3 attacks, threes by threes, two rend, two damage. It's basically yeah. his trident is the same. Three attacks, threes by threes, two rend, two damage. Mm-hmm. His scepter, two attacks, threes by fours, one rent. Like, he's not as hitty as the storm. He shouldn't be. Right. And his two his two spells are awesome. Yeah, go give, do the spells, because this is so, great. So the Cloying Seamus, uh, it's a cast of six, range of 12, and you get to pick uh, a friendly unit or an enemy unit. Um, if you pick a friendly unit, you heal it, D3 wounds. If you pick an enemy unit, you just do D3 wounds. Yeah. So, pretty that, yeah. good. Um, so, I mean, basically, this guy could heal himself with one spell, 2D3. Right, because if he cast that on himself, <laughs> yeah. then he cast a spell. Yeah. So, it's D3 for the spell and D3 because he cast it. Oh, that's yeah, good. And he's got a 3-up save by a ward. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Right? Yeah. And look yeah, how and gorgeous this model is. And then, yeah. like, I got this far. I'm like, I need to, I need this army. And then I'm slapping myself. Like, right. hey. Is that, and his other one, I love the name of it, Tsunami of Terror. You Tsunami know, I mean, of like Terror. A, Sharknado. It's like, a, it's like a Walt Disney World ride, right? Tsunami of Terror. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's more like a Great America ride. Disney yeah. wouldn't, yeah. It's just a cast of seven, range 12. Pick up to D3 enemy units within range, invisible. Subtract one for save rolls for attacks. Made with melee weapons against that target. That that's good. Yeah, yeah. It's just these guys are great. Yeah. And there's your eidolons. So when we get to the eidolon rules, you know what? You, let's do. I'm I'm just all over the place today. I'm I am. You know what my problem is? Mm. I don't know, but I got one. So let's just. <laughs> I'm I'm all over the place. Let's do this. Let me see real quick. I just want to look, look, look. All right. So now, if you take an idol on general, let's look at the uh, yeah. the, the command traits. Yep. If you take him as a general, you can you got three options. Well, actually, only two, depending on which one you take. Okay. Both of them can take ancient pride. If the unmodified hit roll for an attack made with a melee weapon that targets this general is one or two, the attack fails and the attack sequence ends. That's amazing. Now, now, if 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 I'm rolling a bucket of dice. Mm-hmm. Just the ones and twos don't count, right? Yeah, that's what you it don't means. get. To, I don't. I don't think you get to re-roll them either. Right. Yeah. So that's you. Just no re-rolls. And for your characters who now you've bumped up, who've got those crazy stormcast who hit on twos. Yeah. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Um, now, if you're the storm, at the end of the charge phase, you can carry out a monster's rampage, even if you're not a monster. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That's if, good. If you're the C, it, okay, this is so good. If mm-hmm. you successfully cast a spell that's not unbound with an unmodified casting roll of seven or more, you can cast an extra spell that phase. All right, so like a dude can cast three spells. Well, here's my question. Mm-hmm. I cast my first spell. It goes off on a seven plus. I get an extra. Yeah. What if I cast another spell on a seven plus? Hmm. If Matthew, it's, I think you keep going. I would think you could, couldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Endless waves of arcane energy as in the long, description. Yeah. I mean, I th- I when I read that I said if I just if I got crazy with the cheese whiz and just kept rolling sevens. Yeah. And didn't get them unbound? Yeah. I mean, he, he only both. knows so he, many he only knows well, so many spells. He he would know at least 3. Right? He would know he would, he would well he would know arcane no. bolt, arcane 
Mystic Shield. That's two. He would know. He would know the two on his War Scroll plus the one you pick for him. Right, and if you picked it, and if if for some reason you had a battalion and you picked extra spells, he could know six. Yeah. yeah. So he knows he, five spells off the bat, and he could conceivably yeah. cast all of them. Yeah, and if you're in Thondia, would you be able to do the turn somebody into a monster spell? Right. Well, yeah, because that's yeah. Uh, that's a spell everybody knows, right? If you right, go to any yeah. of the yeah. Yeah. See, I I think that's really powerful. Now, granted, it's all dependent on whether you can hit that big roll, and it's not unbound. But just tossing magic around like that, yeah, is pretty cool. Yeah, it's really good. I I, I like that's why I like the the at the aspect of the sea on. He's my favorite. I like that guy. I, I like them both. I want to yeah. bring them both. I'll spend six hundred. <laughs> I'll could, spend seven hundred. And you could bring them both. That'd be brutal. You could. <laughs> Just have them in there crashing in from both sides? Yeah. So good. Now, are there any other... Uh, let me see. I'm just looking. Oh, Eidolon Artifacts. Let's take a look at those, too. Okay. Um, oh, okay. The Bioshock Shell. Oh, I was looking at these. Uh, you know, I'm not too sure about some of these. They got a lot yeah. of once-per-battle things, and once-per-battle things, I mean, they're okay, but it's like... I don't I don't put a lot of stock in a lot of these ones per battle things. They always seem gimmicky and situational and they never, you know, it's like they don't they're not reliable. Yeah. Uh I mean if you if you're going to I mean not, none of them are really worth Yeah. a slot, I don't think. Right. Okay, so once per battle I can pick an enemy hero within 9 inches and roll 3d6. If it's more than his bravery, he gets strike last. Eh. You know, I, I do that in the combat phase. So yeah. he gets strike last. Okay. Uh, once for battle, start of the combat phase. Use the whirl shell. Until then, unmodified hit rolls. Um, unmodified hit rolls for an attack made with a melee weapon that targets the bearers one or two. So it, it's basically the the. It's the, the, it's the same rule as ancient pride. Yeah. So I have that once for battle. I could use that. Mm-hmm. The only one that looks. Almost like if I had to pick one, I think I'd take the Kraken Tooth. Once yeah. for battle in the shooting phase, pick an enemy within 12 inches, roll a dice, and look on the result below. Uh, if I roll a one, I take D3 wounds, mortals. Two through five, you take D3 mortals. On a six, <laughs> if it's got less than 10 wounds, you're just dead. It's dead. If it's got more than 10 wounds, it takes 2d6 mortals. Like, I yeah. would just, just on the chance to roll a six. <laughs> just the chance to roll a six. That's just the one I would take. Just nail 12 mortal wounds on somebody. That would be amazing. Oh, I know I would hit the guy with 20 wounds and I'd roll a deuce. Like, uh, <laughs> I, why didn't I pick the guy with less than 10 and just kill him? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's at least fun. Yeah. You know, um, you know, that's that's that. And I suppose we might as well just go over the, the, the lore as well. Since yeah. we, we there are more wizards and we're gonna hit them. Uh you know what, let's let's finish the other wizards before we do the spells. Okay. But yeah, so that's your uh, that's your Eidolons and all the cool things that they can do. Mm-hmm. Let's see, what's next? Let's keep going with this. We've been going for uh, only thirty five minutes. We'll go some more. Uh okay. Volturnos and the Achelian King. So mm-hmm. let me let's see his rule. You can go through the rules. I'm just gonna give you his background. Uh Volturnos, the greatest warrior. He's the last living Sithai. So he's the last living guy who was up there and ran away from Teclas. Yeah. The yeah, only got, one he, who actually was he there. Got, he got yanked out of Slanesh's gullet. Yep. Oh, they, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, he knew he had to run. He sensed Teclis' increasing revulsion at that which he had wrought. Um, not everyone sees him as the overall ruler, but everyone respects him. But he is the the king of Achelian kings. Yeah. Um, the other Achelian kings, these are, you know, Ideneth, warfare is a way of life, and no one personifies that as gloriously as the Achelian kings. They all begin as warriors on the line. They all start off as line warriors. The great thing about this, and we talked about this, because nobody is guaranteed to be Achelian. 99% of them are Namardi. Right. Most Achelians have Namardi children. Yep. And Namardi and Namardi can have Achelian children as well. Yes, they can. Because of that, there is no uh, birthright to yeah. titles or position. Yeah, there's no primogenitor stuff going on here. Exactly. So basically all Achelians become warriors, just grunt linemen on the on the warpath. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's th- it's only through you know deeds of daring do and proving yourself on the battlefield that you move up. Yeah. Um. Oh, and they have to do that while simultaneously navigating the complex intr- intricacies of the Ideneth court because, of course, they do. Because they're elves, you know. Yeah. Can't be that simple. Yeah, but basically, eventually, all and the thing is, the title of king doesn't mean you run own a kingdom or you rule an enclave. It. Just that's like you're a you you you're a gen, you can be a general in the army. Yeah, you know the, that's like the highest rank you can get in the in these armies. Now they will often go off and start their own enclaves and things like that. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's they are not necessarily each have their own kingdom. That's an interesting thing. Uh, and they also mentioned the Thrallmasters in here. Basically, if you're a misfit or you can't fit in or you don't want to fit in or you don't want to do the gig, um, yeah. they'll put you, <laughs> they'll give you the job of being in charge of the Namartis. Yeah. Which is like, it's the lowest of the low jobs. It is the shame job. But I still feel like there's like weird goth emo uh you know, uh, deep kid who are just like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of the bourgeois. Yeah. Uh, our, our society, you know, these poor, you know, these Namartis are just a, so. Uh, then go be with them. Fine, I will make me a thrall master. <laughs> right. Like I just, I just feel like there's some of them who are just doing the job because they don't want. Yeah. The rest of the gig, or maybe the they're thrall just, masters yeah. are great. Actually, they're they're really good. Uh, character, you mean model in wise, ga- unit wise, yeah, model, model wise, and in the game, the model is pretty cool. Yeah, where do you even? This is a new one, right? The Thrallmaster. Yeah, I don't know if he's a new model, but he does. Wow. Yeah, we'll talk about him in a minute. Oh, actually, yeah. we'll just talk about him when we get to the reverse because yeah. he doesn't even get like a full thing. He just gets the whole. Wait, if you get kicked out and you suck. You get to be a thrall master, but yeah, you look at this and five attacks with two damage. Get out of here! Yeah, of course, but he's a Kellyan. Of he's not a wimp. He just doesn't fit in. Right. I think the only way you could get him is maybe in one of the maybe in one of the boxes. Oh, really? Yeah. So the them and so what? It's them and the the. Uh, the Hoochie Maguchis, the uh, 
the Fire Slayers. Yeah, I think that's where he's. I think that's the box he's in. Oh, okay. I don't know, but yeah. So um, it is pretty cool though. But let's talk Volturnos and the Achillean King. Yeah. Um. So, all right. Now, points wise, Volturnos is only. Uh, he's he's two ninety. He's so he's forty points more than the regular king, who's who's yeah. two fifty. Yep. All right. So an Achillean king has seven wounds, ten bravery, fourteen inch move, three up save. Not bad. Mm-mm. Volturnos has one extra wound. Okay, they both can fly. Yep. Um, now, uh, Volturnos is the war master. Even if he's not the general of the army, he gets all the benefits of being the general of the army. Right. Which I love that. I would never, anyone who has that rule, I never make them the general because why would I? Yeah, you wouldn't need to. And especially cool because you can't give him, because he's a unique character, you wouldn't be able to give him items and stuff. Right. So just just throw, when he shows up, everyone defers to him even though it's not necessarily his army. Right. Um, uh, the deep mares are the same. They both can fly. Now, where you start to get into the differences is in in some of their rules and in some of their weapons. Um, but they're, they're neither of them are weak, right? No. I mean, so yeah, so so Volturnus has a little bit better. His aura of the pl- at plus one to hit is a little bigger. He's got like a special shield where he can like protect himself from magic. Oh and yeah. Then, yeah, I mean he's only he's so he's that's where he's he's a little different. A little his, different. Okay, let's hold off on a second with that. That shield on a three up, you can ignore effective spells and endless spells. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I can shake off anything you throw. I mean, and it's a can, so if I cast a spell I like, I let it through. But um, if not, yeah, you can roll a dice. Yeah. yeah. So on a three up, I can ignore spells. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus one to hit. For all friendly Achillean units wholly within 12 inches of him. Right. And the other king is his rules within nine. Right. So, yeah, he's got the same rule, yeah, like you said, but within nine. Um, they both have the deep mare horn. Yep. That's just the, the unicorn horn on front of the, the mm-hmm. critter. Pick an enemy unit within an inch. On a two up, it takes D3 mortals. That's great. Yeah. Um, and then you've got um, a couple of other rules. Um, they don't yeah, he, get the first. They don't get the plus one to hit on the regular king. But when they charge, their pull arm gets rend three damage three yeah. on the charge. So they've got a little b- boost too. Um, potential damage for the uh, Kellyan king is anywhere from nine a, yeah. to like. 15 wounds not including yeah. the not including the mount yeah because you could take the pole arm and falchion or the great or sword the great sword and falchion. falchion yeah yeah and you know so you know the pole arm um doesn't have as many attacks but can get three rend and three damage i, I think i'd be taking the pole arm me too just for the two rend and two damage you know less yeah. attacks but it's more more gonna you know more of a yeah. chance to get through and then when you charge, you rend three damage three, and you're going to be running and charging. You're going to be retreating and charging. You know, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and there's things to give you that plus one to your attack. So it's suddenly, like you know, you're just hitting and, and crushing things. Yeah, this guy's just a blender. Yeah, 
I mean, but that and but here's the thing: Volturnos is no slouch anyway. Four oh, attacks, I- threes by threes, two rend, three damage. Yeah. And he's plus one to hit on the charge. Or no, no, it's plus, plus one to hit for attacks made by friendly Akelian units, excluding mounts wholly within 12 inches of this unit. That's, that's him? He's him. He himself is a friendly Akelian unit. Uh, yeah. So he's hitting on twos, wounding on threes. Thank you. Yeah, just all the time. He's just plus one to hit. Oh, all that's the time. so good. Yeah. Now they also have a once-per-battle ability, the Lord of Tides. Yeah. Now... Uh, if you're in a Kellyan King, you could pick D3 friendly Ideneth units within 12 inches. Mm-hmm. And until the end of the turn, they're affected by high tide as well as any other. So they get the high tide, which and high tide is the, uh, is that the uh, always strike first or is, which one is that? Yeah, that, that high tide is the. Um, strike first. Yeah, is when you, yeah, strike first. So once per battle. At the end of the charge phase, he can pick D3 units. Yep. So, obviously... So, basically what, basically what you do is you run in charge on round two, trigger this ability, and strike, strike first, first with, with D3 those of three them. units, yeah. and then the next turn, you strike first with your whole army again. So, you're striking first, basically, two rounds in a row with, with pretty much all the units that matter to you. But it's kind of swingy because it's only D3, which is... <laughs> which is why you take Volturnos, because he's always three. But his is different. Now, Volturnos gets three. Yeah. But you pick three units that are affected by high tide Yeah. Oh, and yeah. add and one, to their, one to their attacks. Right. So this is a little different, yeah. So his works during high tide. Mm-hmm. Or, now here, if you had Volturnos and this guy. Okay. <laughs> if this guy, now think about this, though. Let's say you had two because you're 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 playing crazy. You love the you love your kings, right? Yeah. You've got an Achillean king general and Volturnos as an as a sub general, right? Sure. Now, so what am I doing next? Here's what's happening. Get this: during the flood tide, I can run and charge, right? Like you said, I run up the guys in charge. Then I have my Achillean king roll the d three. If I roll a three. And I give them all high tide, so now they can run and charge, and they're striking first, right? Yep. Then, if he gets the three, then you trigger Supreme Lord of Tides, and I'll give them plus one attack on top of it. So they are running and charging, and striking first with plus one attack, or even better... Um, units can retreat and charge. Uh, you can do it in round four as well. They retreat and charge, give it to them. Now, I'm just saying, all I'm saying is if you use the Achillean King's ability in round two and you get three of them off mm-hmm. and you have Volturnos in your army, and I know I'm throwing a whole lot of scenarios out here, <laughs> yeah. but this is the stuff, this is the kind of stuff that runs through my stupid head. Well, no, that's all good stuff because that's how you stack, you know, your combos and then you, yeah, you, can you just picture stuff? I, I so I, I charge in and I get this first strike. Then there's got to be someone in here who gets a bonus when they charge, like one of these good units. Hold on. Oh yeah, the uh, one of the eel units. Of course they do. So but they're but rent they, have, they have to make it. They have to make a charge. Right. Oh, I just lost Chris.
There's always something happening at Grognards. That's right, friends. Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois, and at grognardgames.com. They are now open daily from 12 to 7 for your gaming pleasure. Now, if you want, you can go into the store, find what you need. Not comfortable going into the store, even with a mask on? Call them up for curbside pickup. Or order online at grognardgames.com. They've got what you need. They've got Warhammer. They've got Dungeons and Dragons. They've got Marvel Crisis Protocol. They've got Battletech. They've got a huge pre-owned section. And you can find it on grognardgames.com or in the store. Now, you can't play in the store right now. Still got to have social distancing protocols. And if I got to stay more than six feet away from you, probably can't play a game of Magic. Probably going to be pretty difficult to play a game of Warhammer either. But you can still get all your hobby needs met at Grognards. Because if the world starts to reopen and your hobbying starts to take off again, you know you're going to need stuff. And you can find it at Grognards. And why? You know why. Because there's always something happening at Grognards. Sorry, folks. Technical difficulty. Slight glitch. Okay, so... What are we talking about? Yeah, we're talking about the their their uh, special rules for the Lord of the Deep or whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, Supreme Lord yeah. of Tides and the Lord of Tides. So if you've got something like the Eels, who mm-hmm. when they charge get uh, two damage and two rend or something like that, mm-hmm. or any of these other guys, you know, um, just anything that gives a bonus, you can drop these guys in, pick three units, and it's it's and it's just any Ideneth Deepkin. Right, it's not exactly rocket science. No, um, you know why not the thralls? They get plus one if the target has a wounds character plus one attack. If the target has a wound characteristic of one, one damage. Instead, yeah. if they have a wounds characteristic of three or more, so as if they have a wounds mm-hmm. characteristic of two, they get no bonus. Right. But ones or threes, they get bonuses. Two attacks. Drop them in. Let them get striking first, or and then let uh, Volturn. But I'm saying on that on that second turn, if you combine these, and I'm I'm certain this is a bad idea. I'm certain that this is too many points for what it's worth. But suddenly you're jumping up on turn two, and this guy's yeah. letting three of them strike first before the strike first turn. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if he only gets one strike first or two strikes first, you leave it alone. But if he gets all three, why not give him? The extra attack. So yeah. that way, it's like turn two, all these things rolling together, just pounding the heck out of you. Uh, that's awesome to me. I mean, if that was your, I guess, I don't know, I guess the investment of that would be, you just have to, if that works for you, you know. Well, that's, and, a lot and, of, that's a lot of points. And to, to be completely clear, I'm not saying take both of these guys to do that thing. I'm just yeah. saying if the situation arises... Yeah, you could do that thing. I think I would. I think I would stick with Volturnos, just because. Ugh, like, if your whole strategy is depending on a D three roll, you know what I mean? It's like yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Now, are there any more Akelian heroes? Um, because there's Akelians. Yeah, the thrall, the thrall master. Where is that dude? 
Because I just want to, before we get to all the things that the heroes can take, I just want to go through and find. Yeah, the Thrallmaster is an Achelian Thrallmaster. He's Achelian, but he, oh, and he is a hero. Yeah. Oh, really? So those guys are, so they can get, they can get, they can get artifacts and stuff. Yeah, he's super cool. You know, I thought that I thought everybody hated these guys and they were looked down upon and stuff. I mean, I mean, in the lore. Oh, in the lore, yeah, yeah. Like you know, his way, his what the way of the riptide that he has. Let's look at this guy. Pretty good. He's got five wounds. He's got a four up save. Bravery seven, six inch move, five attacks, threes by threes, one rend, two damage. Mm-hmm. And he has to pick a fighting stance. At the start of the combat phase, pick yeah. a fighting. Okay. So either reroll hit rolls of one for him and all friendly to Marty wholly within 12. Okay. Yeah. Pretty good. Or um, unmodified attack with a melee weapon by him or friendly to Marty holy control was six. It's two hits instead of one. Yep. Or minus one to wound rolls for attacks that target him and friendly to Marty's. And yeah. he does this every, at the start of the combat phase. Yeah, so you could change it up. Yeah. So either reroll ones to attack, sixes do two hits, or minus one to wound against him. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he can also get bonuses and hero stuff. What kind of hero stuff can this guy get? Let's take a look. He doesn't so he quite could... fit. I mean, I guess if you read his lore, it talks about how they're they're still tough. They're they're experts at what they do. Yeah. They find so themselves with him. Yeah. You can take uh any of the Achelian artifacts. Yeah, him or the or the king. That's really weird. It's the king or that dude, the exact opposite of the king. Yeah. Well, the the kings, if they're the well, if you, if they made the thrallmaster your general. Oh yeah, you could, you you could would, give them. Yeah. You could give them the the general stuff. But the artifacts you could, but not the command traits. Command traits are only going to go to a hero, and it's only going to go to the Achilean king, right? Because you can't give these to Volturnos, can you? No, not the not the artifacts. But what about the command trait? Oh, no, we can't give it to him either. No, so if you're going to pick a command trait, you'd have to have... Well, you wouldn't make Volturnos your general anyway. No. But you'd have to have... Uh, basically, the only way, the only person getting these command traits is the other Achillean yeah, the hero. Key, is the, is the, yeah. Um, Ideneth Deepkin don't take Battleshock Holy Within 12. Not bad. Mm-hmm. While he's detected, uh, affected by High Tide... Every enemy unit within three inches adds two to his attack characteristics. For every enemy unit within three inches of him during the combat phase, add two to the attack characters of his melee weapons. Mm-hmm. So that could be, that could be, yeah, it depends on how many you just it, get thrown. You just throw them in there. Yeah, if you got two or three units around you, that's four to six extra attacks for each of your weapons because those guys have two weapons, don't right. they? Yeah. Yeah, the falchion and the spear, or the or the great sword, or the sword and the and the falchion. So they go from basically six to eight attacks. Each of those get two more. So it adds, if there's one unit near it, it's four. Two units near it gets eight more attacks total. You dive him in between like three units, or a, or a hero in two units, and suddenly he's getting an extra twelve attacks. <laughs> yeah. Two for each each melee weapon. Yeah. 
That's awesome. That's really good. That's a really good. It only works during high tide, but during high right. tides when you're getting stuck in anyway. Yeah, and then you can. There's ways that you can make it high tide, right? Right. While he's affected from the high tide ability, yeah. I suppose because he can pick. Can he pick him? No, he can only pick Namartis for that special rule, can't he? The high tide, Lord of Tides. No, wait, it's D three Deepkin units. Yeah, himself. He can pick himself with that. So t- two yeah. turns in, during two turns, <laughs> he can do that. Yeah. Ah, that's the one I'm taking. Uh, no battle shock for friendly deep king within twelve inches isn't bad. Uh, and then the born from agony. I this one seems good, but then it's yeah. like, ugh. Six. I know. I, I know. I'd never roll it. You never roll at it. the end of the battle shock phase. Now there's ten of those during the game. That's true. So ten times during the game, roll a dice for him on a six. Heal all wounds. Yeah, you'd roll it like turn one after he got. Hit one like wound. A one wound. You're like, oh, great. Yeah. But that, <laughs> the high tide, if you can get him affected by that twice a game. Yeah. And then just get him stuck in. Okay, I'm getting. Uh, I'm, what a blender with that oh, combo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that. And he, I mean, what he doesn't have is he does not have a ward, right? The king. Right. He doesn't have a ward save. That's his only. He has one. That's his only downfall so you're going to be all out defensing probably except i'm just going to say this <laughs> oh no that's just namarty i was going to say the ritual of deep sight but that five up ward during yeah. high tide is only namarty ah boogers okay um now akelian heroes do have a couple of artifacts and these can go this can also go to your thrall master yeah um the armor i like this armor I might yeah. even give this to the 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 king. Mm-hmm. If the unmodified hit roll for an attack that targets the bear is six, all effects that would be triggered by that roll are ignored. Right. So that's all your mortal wounds on sixes. Mortal that's wounds on sixes, your... poison on sixes, double hits on sixes, triple hits yeah. on sixes. Nah. Yeah. yeah. Nah. <laughs> would, the, the, would, the, would, that, would that work on the Nurgle disease? Is that does that trigger Is that an on a six? That to triggers hit? on a six. I think so. Nah. <laughs> nah. Right. That, oh, that's that's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. Uh, what else we got here? I kind of like the disharmony stones. It seems kind of stupid, but I yeah. because and I like it, and I would never take it. But it just this is one of those things that I like. Okay. One for the battle. two heroes. Yeah, yeah. One for the two interface. Go for it. Yeah, two enemy heroes within a foot. Your opponent must choose one of the following options. Roll a dice for each hero you picked on a three. Oh, the hero suffers a mortal wound. Or roll a dice for each hero you picked on a five up. He takes D3 mortal wounds. Or each hero you pick suffers D3 mortal wounds. And then on a die on a four plus the bearer of this item suffers D3 mortal wounds. So I pick two enemy heroes near me. Yeah. They get to choose their fate. Right. On a three up, you take a mortal. It's the best chance of hitting you, but it's only one. Five up, you take three. Might take nothing. Or you each take D3 mortals right now, but on a four up, I take some as well. Yeah. Like I would. That's just that's just fun messing with your opponent. What are you gonna yeah, do? So, so if you did, it's like a Slanesh player. They would always take the D3 mortal wounds, right? Would they? So they could get 
Yeah, because then they get their depravity points, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they would take. They will each take D threes, and you'll on a four. You'll, you'll take, take some too. You'll take, you'll take four. So there's possibility I can get three depravity points out of this. <laughs> yeah, the only one I don't like really is that potion of hateful frenzy. Mm. Once per battle, start of the hero phase. Drink the potion until the end mm. of the turn. Plus yeah. one to hit. Plus one to wound. Plus one to the attack. Plus one to the attack. Plus one to run and charge. Plus one to run and charge. But at the start of your next hero phase, you take D three mortal wounds, and you can't pile in until the end. Of, uh, until the end of that turn. Yeah. At so the next hero phase. Yeah. Yeah. So you lose pile in, and you, I mean, I suppose if you got one of these characters that heals up D three wounds every time they turn yeah. around, but that's not the Achillean heroes. Well, he could get healed. You could heal him with somebody else. True. I just I don't know. It seems that seems. I just I, I think, think I'm I don't know. I think, that's, I think I think that's pretty decent because you just do it on like high tide, and you just go for it. You drink this potion, and you just plus. I mean, you're you're gonna be hitting on twos. You're gonna be wounded on twos. You're getting an extra attack. You might actually get an extra couple of attacks if you have the right stuff. Plus one to roll in. Plus one to run and charge. Oh my god! I mean. Uh, maybe that is better than I gave it credit for because it is like everything, isn't it? Yeah. And you only take D3. You can take one mortal wound. Okay. And who cares if you can pile in? You're probably going to be where you want to be anyway. Either your enemy's dead because you already killed them or you can't pile in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah. I guess you're right about that. Yeah. <laughs> of, of any of any of any once per battle items, this is a pretty good one. Okay, so here's what I got. I got my Achillean King. He's got unstoppable fury during the high tide. Yeah. And then I drink the potion on top of that. Yeah. 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 I mean it's nasty. So then he's around all these units. He's got plus one attack. Mm-hmm. Plus one to run and charge in there on turn t- and if he's doing that on turn two. Yeah. Because he's giving himself the high tide, like, he's like striking first on turn two. Yeah. Well, the high tide is striking first, but on turn two, uh, you can well, you run can and charge. It. Yeah, and, and run and charge, and then you can make him be at high tide with his ability. Right, and, and so, if you took that ritual of the sur- surging stream, you're plus one to run and charge. <laughs> yeah, during so now the he flood takes the tide. Potion. Now he's plus two to run. Plus yeah. two to charge. So flood tide, your king is running in on a plus two to run, mm-hmm. plus two to potion. charge. Yeah. He's rushing into the middle of stuff. He's yeah. got unstoppable fury. He drinks yeah. the potion. Yeah. Then he's, if he's around two or three units, he's now hitting with, what's he hitting with? Oh, see, this is where I have fun. <laughs> All right. So then let's see. He's taking the pole arm, we said. So he's got three units. Let's say just two units around him. With so the a three, hero and another unit. Yeah. yeah, three and the plus one, plus four. So he's got eight attacks uh, at basically ones by zeros because he's got these two plus, uh, the, or, you know, he's basically, even if you've got a minus one to him, he's yeah. still twos by twos on you. Yeah. Okay. At two rend, two damage. Or no, because he charged in, so it's three, three rend, rend, three damage. Three damage. Eight <laughs> attacks, twos by twos, three <laughs> rend, three damage. And then his yeah. falchion is also getting, oh no, it's not eight attacks, three? Yeah, it is. So, and then his falchion's also getting eight attacks at, uh-huh. once again, twos by twos, uh-huh. uh, no rend, 
one damage on top yeah. of on top of that with this you know wh- when you mix these things uh yeah. together oh and then at the af- after after he blenders whatever he wow. just attacked yeah plus plus his knight plus his uh his critter gets to spear you with his horn and you also get to add a mount trait to that so you could make the deep mare have an extra attack you could make it. Oh yeah! What uh, are the mount traits? Run through the mount traits really quick. Oh my god! I'm so, having so much fun with this. So you could do uh, impaler, or if he rolls a six on the roll to hit, it does d6 mortal instead of d3. You I always take that. Frost. I used to take that with the uh, what do you call it? With the, when I had Stormcast, when he'd ride in on the Drakoth. Yeah. Yeah. Sixes do d6. Yeah, it's too good. Yep. What else? Or you or you can do plus one attack with his fangs and talons and tail. Okay. Or you can do. Uh, or he's minus one to be hit within three inches of this thing. That's the one I like. Minus one yeah. to hit him. Yeah, a little defense, right? So you could yep. pick any one of those three. Yeah, because the other ones are for Leviathans. I, you know right. what? I, I think I'm taking that sixes do D6 mortals because it's only on sixes. Mm-hmm. But it's the deep mirror horn. Oh, wait. It's just the horn ability. Pick an enemy unit on a two-up. It does D3 mortal wounds. Oh, or do I... Okay. Now, do I want that? Or do I want plus one to the attack characters because of the fangs and tails? Because he's already... It's Each of them are three attacks, threes by threes. The fangs and talons are one rend D3 damage. So four attacks might be nice with that. And then the other one's no rend two damage. I don't know. But... Yeah. Oh, my if God. You're just going, if you're just going for a nuclear missile, you go for the... Savage ferocity. If I run him in and do and jack him up like that, like we said, with the bonuses to charge in, and yeah. he's got the thing. So during high tide, and by the way, remember he's striking first, so nothing's going to hit him and stop him from this. Right. Eight attacks, three rend, three damage. That's a potential twenty-four damage right there. Yeah. Another eight attacks, potential eight damage. So that's uh, thirty-two, and then. Uh, a potential, so 32 from him potentially, and then 8, and if D3, well, if we, let's let's pretend we're maxing out, right? Yeah. So that would be uh, 12 and 8, so and potentially 20 from the mount, not including, <laughs> the, not including the D3 from the horn. Yeah. So 23, and what did I say, 32 for the other one? Yeah. So a potential 50... Five plus the D three, a potential fifty eight wounds if you ran the table with this guy with that combo. <laughs> nice. That's dumb. Yeah, nothing survives that. That's great. I mean, oh, I want to play this now. <laughs> I don't even want to take a whole army. I just want this one guy. I want to run up yeah. and do that one thing, and then I'm done. You can win the game. <laughs> I just want to come up to your thing where you've got a horde or your stuff or you've got your 10 guys with two wounds apiece and a good save, and I just blank you. Just, just go up to go to the Maw Crusher and just roast yep. them. Delete it. Take your toys off. <laughs> oh, that's so dumb. Oh, I'm so excited about this army. And that's a, okay. You know what? Let's get through. Oh, my gosh. So we got through all the... We didn't get through much of anything. No. Uh, you know what? Let's get through this uh, page 88 and 89, and then we'll take okay. a break. Uh, right, and then we'll get good. through the Namartes, and we'll get through the uh, Achelians. 
But let's get through the Ishrans at least, because good gravy. God, this is so much fun. <laughs> All right, so let's look at. Let me look for the Ishran. Where are those? Where are their lores here? All right, so Tidecasters. They're masters of easier sea manipulation. They are conduits for the repressed, repressed anguish of their race. They bring in crushing waves of despair, back, black pits of hopelessness. Uh, these are the guys who bring in the, bring in the ether sea, right? Yeah. Then you got your soul renders. They go right into the front. They have the lure light on their helmet that pulls the souls to them when you get killed. Yeah. They can also like pull souls out of their enemies too. Yeah. Well, yeah, if they kill you once or once they hurt you and your soul comes out, then they can pull it into the light. And mm-hmm. they can also take that light and shove that spirit matter into their wounded comrades so they can actually heal. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, soul scryers are the guys who can look at you and tell how powerful your soul is so they know the guys to go for to get the most juice from the kill. Yeah, right? they're kind of like they, – they, they allow – yeah, people to like you can scout with these guys. Yeah, and then you got the soul wardens. Um, these are the guys who keep the maintain the coreliums, which are the soul reefs, mm-hmm. the big looking like coral reefs that are full of the that that where they house the Namardi souls. And Lotan is the warden of the soul ledgers. Nobody really knows exactly what his purpose is with keeping all the ledgers. Some whisper it is his crushing duty to record every act of predation carried out by the Deepkin so that one day they might atone for their deeds. So if they ever figure out a way to keep their souls from withering, they're yeah. going to have to make up for that. That's, that's kind of cool. All right, so let's take a look at these guys. Uh, Tidecaster. He's a uh, okay. By the way, all of these guys, all of these guys, all four of these Ishran, the Lotan, the Tidecaster, Soul Scryer, Soul Render, all five wounds, six move, eight brave, four up save. Yeah, they all have a five up ward too. They all have a five up ward too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, do they? Yeah. Yep. Oh, they do. Every one of them. Okay, nice. Yeah, it is good. Um, the the. The cool thing with the Ishran, and you can go over his spell, um, you get to pick, if you have any of those, you get to pick two of those. uh, The rituals. Rituals. So that's where you can give um, the plus one to roll and run and charge during that. That's where you can make the low tide. You can't see them. if You you can pick two of those. And Mm -hmm. if you're running a ton of Namarty, giving them a five-up ward save during high tide I think is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, because you want them all to get stuck in and they don't have much of a save to get in there, but you want to get every one of them in range and attacking first. Yeah. So that way the stuff that's left can't wipe out. If you're not running a ton into Marty, any of the other three are great, but getting to pick two instead of one, this guy almost seems like a must. Yeah. What's I mean, you're going to want a wizard. You're going to want a wizard anyway, so... Right. You know, uh, Riptide, um, it's basically pick an enemy unit, and it takes D3 mortal wounds. And then it, you subtract one for them to hit. Until your next attacks, hero phase. For attacks okay. mate, yeah. Which is good. That's because it doesn't it doesn't specify melee or shooting. It's both. Yeah. Until your next hero phase. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's a good little spell for seven? Yeah. And you don't have to do a wound in order to trigger that minus one to hit. Nope. 
the D three mortals is almost uh, secondary to the minus one to yeah. hit. Yeah, my, I I always like that debuffing mm-hmm. mechanic. That's, I like that a lot. Now him and the Soul Scryer are both a buck and a half. That's not too expensive. Mm-hmm. Soul Scryer. Now Soul Scryer, he's got the the Scryfish with him with the spiked jaws. Yeah, uh, those things they count as a as a missile weapon. They count as a mm-hmm. ranged weapon. Eight attacks, twos by fours, one rend, one damage. That's not bad. It's not terrible. I mean, it's fours to wound, but twos to hit, and plus you can get these other things to give you your little bumps, so I don't know. Yeah, so this guy, basically during deployment, he, you put him out there, and they can put two, up to two units with him, you know, uh, like within six of the battlefield edge and more than nine from all enemies. Okay. So he's got, you know, like, like a, it's kind of like the, you know, the Stormcast, you know, the, where they come in signs of the storm or the from the underworlds they come for night haunt it's kind of like that so you have to be within the six inches of the table edge okay so i think what you do is you'd put him out there and then you'd put in you know a couple of units of alopexes or something like that to give yourself a cool flanking unit or you could put a leviathan over there if you wanted to whatever it doesn't matter just as any i don't deepkin unit <laughs> okay uh yeah, so he's not too bad. Then who else do we have? I mean, We've got. I mean, think about that. If you were doing like the, like the Nautilar army, yeah, and you take the, you know, you could have that, and you could have this guy, and you could stick two of the, two of the Leviathans with this guy, just like, you know, oh, in your can you on do the that? on the on the flank of the battlefield, yeah. So you'd I have, guess you could. So you take all the Viadons as your battle line, this guy, and you just... Here's three of them over here, and there's two of them on the flank now. Great. Leviadons if you're Nautilar, and Nautilar gives you that... Oh, that's right. They get the... They get battle th- line. Yeah. And they get the uh, that Monster's Rampage where their, th- their fins and jaws are th- red three, so... <laughs> yeah. Ugh, there's so much cool in this. All right, uh, the Soul Render. This is the guy with the. This is the guy who's collecting the souls. He's got the lantern in front of him. This is a cool model too. I like yeah, this model. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's cool. He's got four attacks, threes by threes, one rend, two damage, mm-hmm. and even his fish with this with the serrated bill has three attacks, threes by threes, one rend. Even his yeah. fish has rend. The fish has rend. Yeah. Um. At the end of the Battleshock phase, pick a friendly Namardi unit wholly within 18 and return up to D3 slain models to the unit. Yeah. You can return up to three slain models to this unit instead if any enemy models were slain by attacks made with the Talon hook in the same turn. Yep. So I have a question on this. Okay. So how does this combine with the Morsar or the Morfan Allegiance? The lure light ability from the soul render affects a m- nor- uh, add three to the number of slain models that are returned. So is that D three plus three? D three plus three. Yeah. And if he does a wound to somebody, it's just straight six. Just brings back six guys. Yep. You can return up to three instead if any enemy models were slain by attacks made by this unit's talon hook. Mm-hmm. So if you're taking. So a if he doesn't do any damage or anything, he can still do D three. D three, 
And but, it's within 18 inches. He doesn't have to be anywhere near combat. No, he can keep him back and do D3. But if he does get in combat, he's doing a straight three. Yeah, and it's, what's cool about the talent hook, it has a range of two inches, which so he can fight over the back of... <laughs> Of a Namarty. Of a, of a Namarty, because it's two inches. And his serrated bill, even if he can't, the serrated bill's got a three-inch range. Yeah, well, you have to do a wound with the talon hook. To get the straight three, yeah, but yeah, I'm just actually, saying. Well, you, actually, you actually have to kill a model. If any models were slain by attacks, so you can't just do a wound, you actually have to kill somebody. Well, the talon hook, four attacks, threes by threes, one rend, two damage. He's going to kill yeah. something. Yeah, I if would hope. Yeah. Once per battle at the end of the combat phase, pick an enemy model that has a wound character of seven or less, does not have a mount, and is within three inches. Roll 2d6. If it's greater than the wound characteristic, it's slain. Yeah. Dude, you, that just 2d6, and if I roll more than your five-wound hero, take him yeah. off. You're just dead. That guy's good, too. Yeah, he's cool. And he's, what, a buck and a quarter? Mm-hmm. He's 120. Yeah, and then his... Then the other guy, it's pretty much this kind of the same guy is the is the Elathane, Ilfated, the guy from Underworlds. He's oh, kind yeah. of he's he he's the same kind of character. He's also one of the uh, he's also a soul render. Uh huh. But he's got a couple of extra little abilities. His little fish can do mortal wounds on a six, and uh, he's got a soul net instead of a hangman's knot. Pretty much does the same thing. Yeah, and he comes with and he, yeah, and he comes with a unit. Yeah, he's got his little unit. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so Lotan is the last one, and then we'll yeah. cover. And then we actually, I wanted to talk about because then we can talk about the Ishran special abilities because they've got their little rulies too. Mm-hmm. Um, plus one to wound for attacks made with melee weapons by friendly Deepkin units only within twelve of this unit. So this is what we just talked about. Plus one to wound. Yeah, super good. That's really good. Yeah. Once per battle, at the start of your hero phase, pick a ritual from the table and one friendly unit within 12 inches. Until your next hero phase, the unit you picked is affected by the ritual in addition to any others it is affected by. Mm-hmm. So he can also pick a ritual and have, a, yeah. have it affect them. Yeah, so you, so you pick the Namardi one. Yeah. And give them a five award yeah. out of sequence, right? Yeah. Or just or just when you need it. Like, okay, my Namardi are going to get pounded this turn. Boom, five awards. It. Well, it's got to be during high tide. So either you got to give them high tide or it's got to be, but still, any of those. Oh, no, th- no, this one, this is once for battle. Start your hero phase, pick a ritual and a deepkin unit within a foot. They're just affected by that ritual. It doesn't yeah, have to but, be at any no, but the ritual time. the ritual actually says friendly Namardi units that are affected by high tide get a five up ward save. So that's actually, the ritual says that they have to be affected by high tide. Okay, so that's I, why, I was yeah. kind of, I was kind of thinking you could just do it any time. Right. Well, you can, but the ritual itself they're affected by the ritual. The ritual says that during high tide they get a bonus because okay. the thing is on the whole game. Like if you pick it, the ritual is just you pick it in the beginning of the game. Yeah. So this way, because then when they're affected by it, it doesn't necessarily just mean turn three because you can use other characters' abilities to make them have high tide. I suppose you could. Yeah. You yeah. Have to, yeah. So Lotan's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's see what kind of Ishran bonuses. And he's do got we an have? octopus. He does. That that model is sweet. Yeah. 
All right, so let's see. The traits, so what are the battle traits if you're an Ishran? Hunter of Souls, start of the combat phase. If you're within three inches of a hero, roll a die. On a three-up, the hero takes D3 mortals. That's just the start of the combat phase. That's not even once per turn. Right. If he's near a hero, mm-hmm. he's he got a good chance to do D3 mortals. What are the other ones? What else do we got? So Merciless Raider, um, if you make an unbounded hit roll of a six, his attack automatically wounds. Six is to a- hit auto wound? That's not yeah. bad. Nope. And, and then teachings of the Turf Scroll. Uh, if he's on the battlefield before priority is determined, you can declare the tides of death table will go backwards. Okay, what I don't get why I don't know. Because I'm looking at this. So basically, on turn one, you can retreat and shoot or retreat and charge on turn one. I mean, only I could only see if you had an army that was totally alpha strike and going first and they were going to get into you on turn one. Yeah. That you might want to be able to retreat and charge. Because so turn one, you'd retreat and charge. Turn two, you'd have first strike. Turn How three, you'd run and shoot. Turn four, you would be in cover. And then turn five, you'd go back to the ebb tide. I yeah. don't, I don't understand. I maybe I, I'm not seeing it. I mean, maybe it's like what you said, right? So before priority is determined, so you could maybe it'd be like a little mind game you'd play with your opponent because okay, you who, say you're fighting against Iron Jaws or something, and you see them lined up with their maw crusher and all their pigs and all that stuff, and you're like. Cool, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it backwards, and the guy's like, "What? Okay." So then he does it, and then you trigger all your retreat and charges because you're probably gonna get in combat. Well, on turn the, only, one. the only thing I can think of is that you your high, your always strike first becomes turn two instead of turn three. Your first strike comes mm. a turn earlier. Yeah, I suppose. If yeah. you've got a real alpha striking army coming at you and you need mm-hmm. to get that off sooner, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be some, maybe, I'm just not thinking about it hard enough. There's, 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 there's the yeah. application here. But People yeah. smarter than us are going to figure that out and let us know. <laughs> All right, the artifacts for the Ishran. The Dritch Leech, minus one from casting, unbinding, and dispelling for enemy wizards with an 18 of the bearer. Has no effect on Eidneth Deepkin units. So if you're if you're uh, if you're playing a mirror match, it doesn't work. Minus right. one to cast, unbind, and dispel is that's good. Yeah, it's not wholly within; it's just within. Yeah. Uh, that, what else do we yeah, got in here? That, that makes all your unbinds. You just have to equal their cast. Mm-hmm. And they're minus one to cast. I mean, yeah. So it's effectively yeah. It makes your unbind equal. You know, because they have to subtract one. Yeah. That's if they get it. I mean, those seven cast spells, I mean, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. I like that. What are the other ones? What other artifacts we got? So, uh, raid Rune of Surging Gloomtide, uh, you can summon a Gloomtide Shipwreck. Uh, what you can do is you can set up one Gloomtide Shipwreck. I assume that means one piece no. of... I think it's the whole thing? I think so, because that's what a Gloomtide Shipwreck is. Because I, I looked this up in the rules, too. Yeah, because you, with, because the Gloomtide shipwreck is two pieces. Well, it's here Gloomtide shipwreck. Because if I'm setting it up, then it's this. I'm using this war scroll, right? Yeah. Uh, you can set up this terrain wholly within your territory, more than three inches from objective. Okay. Um, this cons- the the piece consists of two pieces. You can either set it up touching as a big boat, or separate it as two little boats. 
Mm-hmm. So I would think you got your one set up and you got your two little boats because I would go as two little boats. Mm-hmm. Just me personally. And then with this, you can set up a second one, two more little boats. Yeah. So That's bananas. Th- right. So you're th- I guess you could set up one gloom-type shipwreck wholly within a foot of the bear more than three. So you'd have to set up both pieces wholly within a foot. So I'm guessing that either they have to be on like to the left and right of you if you want to keep them separated, or you'd set up yeah. one big one. But yeah. still, especially because I think there's a gloom tide shipwreck. Uh, there are there are battle tactics that have to do there with are. the shipwreck. Yeah, there's plus, quite a few of them. Plus the shipwreck, it's it gives you a five up ward when you're within six inches of it. Yeah. So if suddenly you can drop down more of that. Yeah, it says units that don't have a war, units that don't have a mount. Have a war save of five, where they're wholly within six of this terrain. Sure. So I drop a couple more of those. Think yeah. about that. That's great. So, if a unit becomes, if a unit that does not have the Idonath Deepkin keywords within three inches of this terrain feature, this ability has no effect. You don't get that five award anymore if there's enemies within three inches. I think is how that reads. If a unit that does not have the keyword is within three inches, yes. So, but so it cancels out your ward save because they're like, yeah, you're not yeah. able to gain cover from it because they're messing it up. Now, this is not as good as it used to be. Didn't it used to hurt you if you were near it? I think so. It did. No, it used that, to hurt you if you were near it, but that was just too good, especially because yeah. you could split it up. Right. But a five up ward is pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. All things being equal. A five oh, up well, especially, is, especially if you could summon it with this yeah. rune of the surging gloom die, you could put it wherever you wanted. That's a kind of. Yeah, just near you. Yeah. This has to be more than three from well, models, objectives, and terrain features. It might, I don't know, it might be difficult. I don't know how, because these pieces are kind of big. They are, but my point is that you could probably find a place to put some of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, item. I don't think we've really seen anything like that before. It's cool. No, putting down a second special terrain feature? I don't think <laughs> yeah. we have. I mean, yeah. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not that great. But I'm just thinking if I can drop stuff, create more terrain, more cover, and mm-hmm. give people like my Namartis a five-up ward on top yeah. of their crummy save, then I don't even need to worry about that stupid... Uh, I yeah. can pick uh, of the uh, of the other three. I can pick the other three rituals. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. Sounds pretty cool. What's the last one? So I like Brain this one. Barnacles. Brain, I like Brain this Barnacles. Brain Barnacles. Uh, once for battle, start a hero phase. You pick an enemy hero within a foot of the bear and roll 2d6. If the roll in inches is equal to or greater than the distance between the bear and the enemy hero, subtract one from hit rolls and wound rolls for that hero for the rest of the battle. Yeah. Oof. Minus one to hit and wound for yeah. the battle. Yeah, so you just wait until that guy's... You get close. ...fighting you, whatever, within three inches or whatever. Yeah. You don't do it when he's 11 inches away. You do no. it when he, you get up close, you roll the dice. Oh, is that a higher number than your distance away? And yeah. basically, that's the effect bubble, isn't it? This is my effect bubble. Are you in it? Yep. Yeah. Okay, minus one to hit and wound for the rest of the game. Yeah, the rest of the battle. You'll. I bet you, at like a team tournament, you would always have this... <laughs> In like a team tournament scenario, like okay, where's their best character? Pick your, 
pick your 120 point guy or you you know <laughs> and you run him up there and you use yeah. him like a bomb just yeah poof, minus one to hit and wound there you go yeah and it's and any it, hero it, so yeah, you could put and it's a good way you could do is you could put it on the guy who scouts <laughs> yep <laughs> so he's already up there you know and, and think do, about you, this do an auto run of six with them He's gonna How much right would that back. mess up if I picked one of your de- like? And I'm not talking just go up against your little five wound, you know, no. jinxy hero. I could put no. this up, you know, your guy. Who, oh, this guy's always hitting on threes, wounded on twos. No, not anymore. Not anymore. Now he's fours and threes. Yeah. Congrats. Okay, all, yeah. All now he's time. average. Okay. Yeah. Now he's average. Right. So you put this. <laughs> you put this on the great unclean one or Archeon or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just. I just messed you up. Yeah. For. A very small point outlay. I like this item. It's. I do too. It's. It, I have it marked. It seems like fun. Yeah. Um. And okay, let's talk about their lore since we just talked about we covered all the wizards. Yeah. Let's cover their lore real quick. You want to hit these three spells? Yep. So, lore of the deeps. Well, there's four. Oh, four spells. Sorry. Yeah. So, seed of tides, uh, cast of vive, range of six. Um, pick a hero that is not a monster within range. Remove him from the battlefield. Set him up more than nine from all enemy units. That's it. That's okay. That's not bad. No, it's good. It's close range. It's it's very. But if you run up, it's like, oh, I got this guy here on a five up. I get to put him where I want him. Mm-hmm. And that's Especially, any hero. Yeah. So you put your king. You do this on your king. If for some reason you can't figure out how to do it, then you give him like. Yeah, he's not a monster. To, then you give him plus two to charge and. Boom. The eidolons. They're yeah. heroes that aren't monsters. Yeah. The kings aren't monsters. Right. I'm going so through all of this. Then yeah. so, then so then your nine-inch charge is now a seven-inch charge. Yeah, with your plus one and plus one. Yeah. So dumb. <laughs> uh, what else we got? So countercurrent, uh, cast of six, range of 18. Uh, pick an enemy unit uh, to your next hero phase. Have run and charge rolls for that unit. I like that too. Oh, that's amazing! Half your run roll and have your turn till my yeah. next hero phase. Yeah. If so I go kinda... first and you double turn me, that unit's not going anywhere for half uh-uh. the game. Right. So that's kind of like it's not quite as good as the Demon Prince of Corn, you know, Blood Slick Ground, but right. It's close because it's only one unit, and Blood Slick Ground is every unit within eighteen inches, and you don't even have to do anything. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, um, pressure of the Deep. Uh, spell cast of seven, range of twelve. Pick an enemy unit within range, visible to caster. Roll a die. If it's greater than that model's wounds characteristic, that model is slain. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. It, it, you know that that's one that. Now I, I mean, look for at, a seven. Why not? Here's what I'm looking at, though. For a seven, you're not going to get this off and kill a little five wound character, right? Because you got to roll a six for that. Mm-hmm. But here's what I'm thinking, because you got all this retreating and charging and moving in and moving out, right? Yeah. All I gotta do is on those things where I'm doing, where I know I'm going to be retreating, uh-huh. right? Or if I'm not going to be near you, mm-hmm. I'm going to pick one of your guys where you've got your ten man unit and you got to be near two of everybody. Yep. I'm going to pick the guy in the middle. Yep. I'm going to take that guy out with this spell because he's only got two wounds. Yep. And then I'm going to retreat everyone away <laughs> from you so that because it's my turn, right? Yeah. So that you can't pile in anywhere. 
Right. And since you now can't you pile in, at the end of the turn, you're out of coherency, and half that unit goes away. Yeah. It's that's <laughs> And once again, that's where you have to set. You have to know what you're doing with this army. Yeah. There's a lot of little things where yeah. it's it, there's a lot of mixing and blending things, but anytime, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Anytime it says that, I mean, this is so sneaky. Because it's pick up. One enemy model. This is like what the giants can do, where they can right. pick up a guy and stuff you in the bag. But um, see, the first thing the you do the, 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 the snuff the corpse candle thing, like mm-hmm. right the night haunt, they can do that. But the first um, thing you do when you're looking at this is you're thinking, oh, okay, if it's more yeah. than his wounds, and I could take, well, it's, you know, but it's like you're not going to get guys with four, five, and six wounds. No. And a, and a spell to take out one one wound model or two wound model is like, what good is that going to do, really? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it depends on what you're. I mean, if you're fighting like Stormcast, you can nail a guy with the, uh, you know, with the great weapon and the liberators. Or if sure. you're fighting K- KO, that stupid guy with the fumigator, you just freaking kill that guy. All right. I <laughs> mean, there there are there are unit champions and guys who give their unit bonuses that you just yeah. need to eliminate. Yeah. But I'm also thinking that you know, oh wait, I can retreat all this stuff away. Mm-hmm. So I got these guys into a fight. They're stretched, you know. They're 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 kind of stretched around the unit. You know, you, you we've done it together. You got two rows of guys, so it's like they're oh, they're, yeah. kind of, they're kind of like W shaped over and over and over again. Guy here, yeah. back here, front, back, front, back. I'll take that yeah. guy in the middle. Now you're not in. Now they're not connected. Right next to two guys. Oh it's no, nasty. <laughs> it's nasty. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the last one. I like this last one. Arcane. Is that? I think it's corrosion because I don't think that's it's not corrosion because corrosion is that but you're just like flicking rocks off the seafloor. I guess arcane corrosion is a spell that has casting value six range of twelve. Pick an enemy unit within range. Worse than the rend or that unit's melee weapons by one until your next hero phase. Love it. You're throwing rubble from the ground at your foe so they can't get a good shot in. They can't get <laughs> rending because there's just dirt and garbage and pebbles and yeah. stuff just like, flying up against you. Yeah, see, worse than the rend of stuff, which I think is, I like that a lot. Of course. And then if you're fight, if, that, if that poor thing happens to be fighting your Leviathan, you can make the Leviathan with the ancient thing and also reduce it by another point of rend. Aha. Right. <laughs> Alright, so let's see, what have we covered in here? We've gotten all this, we've gotten all this. There's all kinds of ways to stack up these bonuses in this book. So yeah. let's do this. Let's take our break because we've been going forever. Cool. <laughs> but, yeah, I kind of <laughs> like just jumping around like this. Oh, these are these guys, and these are the things they can take. This actually yeah. I feels like a connected for once. We'll be back. Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paints? Six Squared Studios. 
Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. back hey how's it going we're back <laughs> hi all right so uh that was our th- <laughs> that was break three after the weird unexpected break two that just drops in the middle of the episode because everything dies on us <laughs> this episode is getting weird but i'm having so much fun yeah. i kind of like this reading the bit about their lore and then reading them and then going back and finding all their abilities yeah it's cool i mean we're jumping around the book i feel like a maniac i'm worried i'm missing something but this is uh I'm in. I'm having fun with this. It doesn't feel like I'm just spouting off uh, rules. It feels like I'm talking about okay, this fits the lore. So far, everything has too. By the way, mm-hmm. the only thing that seemed a little surprising it, to me was that the uh, the thrall master is so darn good, considering that he's like the guys that rejected. But that I guess that doesn't mean he's weak or ineffective. It just means he's not accepted in their society for whatever reason whether he's just a jerk or <laughs> you know what i'm saying hey yeah a lot of people cannot negotiate the political realm that's true you know and that's it said that's part of it you don't have to just be a warrior you have to be a politician some people ain't uh, all right so let's jump into what do we got left let's talk about uh, the Achilleans, the Morsars and the Ishelans. Let's take, find these guys. Let's boop, boop, boop. And where's their rules? Not their rules. Where's their? All right. So the Morsar guard. These are the guys with the with the uh, volt spears. Yeah, they are the most aggressive of the Achillean warriors. They have a volt spear and uh, galv shields. They function as heavy shock cavalry. Now, they take the power of the charge given off by their eels and gather it into their spears to give off this big ball lightning. But their real strength is in their initial overwhelming charge. All right. Now, the other guard, the Ishlian guard, uh, or Ishlian guard, Ishlian guard forego the volt spear in favor of a curved sword known as a hell saber. Um, Instead of using the... Volt spears, they channel their eels' energy into their galve shields, where it manifests as an arcing energy field that helps turn aside enemy blows. These guys are often the bodyguards of the kings and other high-ranking Ideneth on the field. Uh, once again, these guys both totally play to the, their rules, totally go, fit their lore. Mm-hmm. Uh, four wounds, 14-inch yeah. move. Uh, four up save, seven bravery. These are the one thing that comes in a unit of three. Mm-hmm. The Namardi uh, come in tens. Everything else comes in ones. Even if you take that Alapex 
Yeah, it's one unit. One. It's one. No, but it's it's you're paying for three Alapexes, which normally oh, you're, talk, unit you're one. talking about. Yeah, you're talking yeah, about the if you're playing the Shiver. Yeah, but they count as three separate units, so right. they're still units of one. Um, so these guys, uh, even their, even their eels, their eels have three attacks, threes by threes, one rend, d three damage. Right. The eels are no slouch. Everybody knows the e- that this this un- this unit is a good unit. They're both real. They're both good, but you have yeah. to know how to use them. You get plus one attack with your champion. You get plus one bravery with your standard bear. Brings it to eight. Uh, plus one to the charge with your musician. Yeah. These guys are a buck ninety five for the trio. So there. That's not actually bad when you look at all you get. So if you're taking the the Morsar guard, which are the guys with the Volt Blast. Yeah, the bio, but the yeah. Volt, yeah. Um, no, their actual spears, two attacks, threes by threes, no rend, one damage. They're not as good as the Hell Sabers because those guys have an extra attack and one rend on the Sabers. Right. But right. it depends on what you want to do. Uh, what's with their blast? What's with their biovoltaic blast? So, yeah, so once per battle, after they charge, they unleash their biovoltaic energy. So you pick an enemy unit, and you roll a number of dice equal to the number of models in this unit. For every mm-hmm. four up, take some, you take uh, enemy suffers a mortal wound. For each six up, it takes D3 mortal wounds. And you add one to the number of models. You add one to the roll. The number of models in that enemy unit is greater than the number of models in this unit, which is probably going to be true most of the Cause time. Because you got three in this unit, so almost everything yeah. you're attacking is more than you. So you roll one for every model in the unit. Mm-hmm. Fours do a mortal, and you said sixes do D3 mortals. Yeah. Now, it doesn't say unmodified. So mm-hmm. add one to the roll if they have more models than you. So threes do a mortal, fives do D3. Yeah. Exactly. So if you're thinking about this with the D3 averaging twos, so a third of them are going to do one mortal, and a third of them are going to do two mortals. Yeah. Which means on average, if you're going to get as many mortals as you roll dice, on average. Mm-hmm. So if you roll a dice for every model in the unit, and they happen to be one wound models, you might just blank them. Well, you'll do. Yeah, if you have have three of these guys in a unit charging, but doesn't matter. uh, Once when you're done with your charge, pick an enemy unit within an inch. Roll a number of dice equal to the. Oh, in this, I'm sorry, I totally misread that. I thought it was the number of models in the unit you were charging. I was like, holy crap! Yeah, I wish it was that. That's. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Um, Okay, my mistake. But still, so you got three guys in the unit, so you're going if if. They're, you're going to average. Um, you're rolling three dice, and you're probably going to get three mortals. Yeah, uh, that's good. That's not as great as I thought. Roll right. number dice equal number of miles. That's still good. I mean, they hit pretty hard because they get rend to damage to when they charge. Yes. So if you that's consider you're going to be you're going to be Running and charging and charging and retreating a lot mm-hmm. with these guys. I mean, that's kind of what you're looking at. I I prefer the other unit, but that's me. Well, now and the other unit, 
Uh, it seems okay. The other unit has three attacks, threes by threes, one rend, one damage, but no bonus on the charge. Yeah. However, they have that bolt, uh, uh, biovoltaic barrier, so they're channeling their energy into their shields, right? Yeah, right. So it's got a save of three instead of four on the turn it charges. Yeah. And it's basically ethereal. Yeah, because you you ignore modifiers. Positive and negative. Yeah. So it's got a four up that you can't change. And when it charges, it's got a three up. Right. That's pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty they're 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 pretty tanky. Yeah. Which is unusual, I would think, for well, I mean, I guess it's not so unusual because there's a lot of stuff that can can tank pretty hard in this army. Those Morsar guard, man, I read that biovoltaic blast. I totally misread it. I was like, that is the most broken, stupid thing. No wonder people take all eel armies. That's yeah, insane. I, oh, no, I wait, wish I misread it, I that. Wish it, I wish it was what you thought it was. It isn't. Yeah, but still, I mean, honestly, if I got three guys in, I'm rolling three dice on a three. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to probably get one for one mortal and one for D3. So I'm getting yeah. two to four mortals on on the... On the, you know, on the, uh, and it's only once per battle. It's really not as nearly as good as I thought it was because I right. totally misread it. But, yeah. oh, wow, what a dumbass. <laughs> I, <thought laughs> I was like, wow, that's the coolest thing. Um, and, okay. Um, let us continue here with the Alapexes. Alapexes. Let me find their entry. He's got quite a bit better. I heard these guys are really good now. But plus you can do that thing where they could become, if you take the one army, they can become the, your uh, battle Air line. Battle. Yeah. Legendary among the Eidneth for its ravenous appetite and the relentlessness with which it attacks. Swords, chunks of realmstone, pieces of Caradron, Endron rigging, all have been found in the stomachs of dead Alapexes. Akelian commanders have learned to utilize their speed and ferocity in soul raids to great effect. Uh, you can put razor shell boats on them, effective against <laughs> numerous small targets. Retarius nets in case, uh, cause horrendous damage to a single target. These guys are supposed to be pretty tough. Now, let's take a look at them. Eight wounds. Now, it's one model. Yeah. And it's not cheap. It's a uh, buck 65. Mm-hmm. Um. They are battle line in a Foythan army. Um, and then we'll talk about the Bloodthirsty Shiver, because you can do this thing called a Bloodthirsty Shiver, which yeah. basically you're taking three of them for the same price. And they're battle line, but they get a special bonus for the three of them if they like when they're near each other when they fight. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Eight wounds, four up safe. You got a harpoon launcher. 24-inch range, four attacks, threes by threes, one rend, D3 damage. That's good. You got a net launcher, one attack, threes by threes, three damage. That's just the missile weapons. You get up close, it's got six attacks, threes by threes, one rend, one damage, and the thing's got a bite, three attacks, threes by threes, two rend, two damage. This, This can pump out a lot of wounds. Yeah. And they fly. Yeah. 
they do fly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, what, what they're, but then their 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 rules are cool. So I think they're kind of like I would run them as like a support unit for like a bigger unit, like next to them, like a unit of thralls or something, because they can do like their bloodthirsty predators rule. Uh, if the if the enemy models have already taken wounds, then they get a, they get plus one attack because they like smell blood, you know. Yeah, and then so, yeah, they're within th- six inches of enemy models that have taken wounds or mortal wounds, or enemy units that had any models any models killed this turn. So yeah. plus one. So it's already three ferocious bites. Now it's up to four. Mm-hmm. What else can this thing do? So it does entangled, which I like this one. Uh, if you if you hit with the one attack from the net launcher, the the target unit can't make a pylon move that turn. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So you all so out. You just got to score a hit. Yeah. So you just all out attack that net launcher. Two. You know, roll the hit. You need a two. Boom. No pylon. Great. No pylons for you. Interesting. Uh, right. And they got bonus rules for if they have two or more models. Right. They're, I don't I mean, I, I don't, wouldn't do that. Yeah, but. I don't see anybody taking two or more because they're not cheap. Right. I would take two. I would take two. Single like, units. Separate, yeah. Two single units, and I would support my other units with them. Right. Now, before we move forward, as I said, there is a special rule with them. If you're playing a Fuethan, Fuethan army. Yeah. You can take three of them. It's the same cost as if you just took three units of one. You get three units of one. They're all battle line because it's a Foythan mm-hmm. army. Yep. Um, they can only be in that. They must be taken as a set, referred to as a bloodthirsty shiver, and although taken as a set, each set is a separate unit. Let's look at the, yeah. what the bloodthirsty shiver is because that's in here. That's mm-hmm. when, we, when we talked about their... Uh, yeah, that's in like the... If you have to kind of look at the allegiance ability for that. So it says uh, you can include bloodthirsty shares in your army. To start of the combat phase, you pick one unit. This is the enclave each. rules for that for the yeah, fight. Yeah, for the Yeah, uh, pick one unit. If you do so until the end of that phase, but none abide hit roll for attack made with that unit's forced by six. It's two hits instead of one. Make a wound and save roll for each hit. If it's within three inches of one or more other units from the same bloodthirsty share, it's ferocious by scores three hits. I'm not my hit roll of six instead. So basically. Six like is beating frenzy. Uh, you yeah, know. sixes do two hits. If any of them are near any of the other ones of them, sixes do three hits. Yeah, that's not bad. All things being mm-hmm. equal, for if you're gonna if you're gonna take it, if you want to yeah. play a bunch of sharks, it's four ninety five for that. Yeah, unit that's of three sharks, and it's a single, so you can't do it more than once. Right, but oh, those is three that, sh- is that a sing- is that a single? It says it's a single. Uh, oh, yeah. Can only be. Hmm. But that's I mean, that's a bummer. A, that's okay. I mean, you got the three. It's 500 points. You can always take more sharks if you want, but you can't do this more than once. Yeah. I guess I would I would take that and then I'd take three other sharks if I was going to do with them. Sure. <laughs> six, you know, six sharks. Yeah. You're going to just, you're going to shark it up, right? Oh, my God. And all that shooting. Yeah. So the, what does it say, though? Um, Yeah. So. And it's the ferocious bites. So each one of these things has three bites. Threes by yeah. threes, two rend, two damage. 
Right. So three attacks and sixes do two hits at two ren, two damage. Yeah. And if they're near another one, it it's does three, three hits. hits. Yeah. It's, if, it, if, if, if that was on something other, if it was on fives and sixes or four plus, or it's just a six. It's like, ugh. It's not. Well, here's the thing. It's not overpowering. It doesn't make me auto take this. If yeah, I want to play sharks, mm-hmm. I'm probably taking this because I'm playing sharks. Yeah. And why not? But it only works for those three sharks. Right. But it's not like I'm taking t- 10 of them. Yeah. You know? So it's like that's still probably most of the sharks I'm taking. Mm-hmm. Because if I want to take a cav army, I'm going to take some eels probably as well and maybe a leviathan. Yeah. The leviathan is interesting unit. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about... The Leviathan. 500 points. He's a beast. He's a quarter of your army. Yes, he is. Well, and so is the three Alapexes. Yeah. Of course, three Alapexes are 24 wounds. This uh-huh. guy's got 16, and he uh-huh. doesn't move as fast. But no. he is kind of beasty. He's pretty ta- He's super tanky. So he starts off with a two-up save that will drop down to a five as he takes wounds. Yeah. He can fly. Yeah. Um, and in the and in the Thandia book, can she do that command ability with him? So he's always on his two up save. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's put. Okay. So he's got the harpoon launcher. Mm-hmm. And this is the same harpoon launcher as the other one, except better. It's got yeah, eight they, attacks. I think there's two of them on there. Yeah, eight attacks, threes by threes, one rend, d three damage. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, his spear and razor shell harpoons, which is a uh, melee weapon, six attacks, threes by threes, one rend, one damage. Now, yeah. the fins and the jaws is where it gets interesting because that's where you can get all sorts of little bonusy things. Right. You can increase the rend to three, damage to three, all that stuff. Yeah. So the fins, four attacks, twos by threes, one rend. It starts off at four damage, drops down to one as he gets wounded. Mm-hmm. The jaws, two attacks, two rend, three damage, starts off at a twos to hit. Okay. Yeah. Now, <laughs> unmodified sixes with that jaw, mm-hmm. automatic three mortals. Yeah. Unmodified. Like two attacks. Yeah. Uh, if it's a targeting a monster, so if he goes up against another monster... Yeah. Those crushing jaws six. inflict six mortal wounds instead of three on yeah. a six to hit. Mm-hmm. Th- why wouldn't you be throwing this guy up against monsters and just praying for yeah. sixes? That's what you're doing. Yeah, especially when you can use uh, uh, just, oh, that's so good. Okay, uh, stomps. Uh, when you stomp with this unit and the enemy has a wound characteristic of one, it takes D6 mortals instead of D3 on a two-up. <laughs> yeah. And then it's got this void drum, plus that's one to is, save. Yeah, that's super cool. Plus one to save for attacks that target deepkin units with eight or less wounds, wholly within 12 inches of the Leviathan. Also, yeah. plus one to hit for Namardi, who are within 12 inches of the Leviathan. Yeah. Yeah. I know why he's 500 points. Mm-hmm. Now, let's think about this, too. Let's not forget the mount traits. Yeah. Uh, 
ignore rend one. That's the first one. I like that one. So any rend one just counts as rend nothing. Yeah. Minus one from wound rolls for attacks made with melee weapons that target this that are damage one. There's too many things in there. It feels like it wouldn't happen as often as you'd want. Mm. But melee weapons that only do damage one are minus one to wound him. Yep. That's not bad. Um, the reverberating carapace. So that stuff with the... Uh, the yeah, the plus one uh, Plus to one hit. to save. And plus one to save. Yeah, it's and fifteen instead of twelve. Is fifteen inches? That's big. Yeah, it's that's cool. a big bubble. Yeah, it would depend on what your plan is. If you're going like, you know, I'm just gonna bring a huge Namardi army, and I'm gonna use this guy as my buff unit for my Namardi, you're definitely taking that. If you're just gonna throw this guy into combat, then you're taking the the minus one rend. Yeah. It's too bad if you get the bonus, you can't take more than one thing on a character. Because even if you get the bonuses, you can't double down. Right. That's so... This thing is beastly. Yeah, it's 500 points, though. It is. But it's also a single. It's Battle Line and Nautilar. What does Nautilar get? Oh, that's right. Nautilar gets... Yeah. (laughs) When you do the monstrous rampage, because it is a monster. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rend three yeah. on the jaws and, and the, the side fins. The fins only have rend one. Jumping yeah. to rend three is great. Yeah. Especially, especially they, damage four. Yeah. Yeah. Especially do damage four. <laughs> and the other ones, the two goes up to a three. It's still damage three. Oh. Yeah. If you're take yeah, if you're taking one of these and you really want to do it, you could take Nautilar. Why not? I figure if you're going Nautilar. And you're probably going to play two of these. That's a thousand points. Yeah. Yeah, it is. No, you can't. It's a single. You take two Leviathans because they're battle line. Okay, but if it says single, doesn't that mean you can only have one? Or no, no that's unique. Say, yeah, it's unique. It means you can only have one in a unit. Oh, right, right, right. My mistake. My mistake. Right. Okay. Well, wait a minute. I'm confused then. Let me go back that's to right. the Alapexes. Um, Alapexes. You could have a unit of. Oh, those. okay. The the bloodthirsty shiver are singles. All three yeah. of those can't you can't you can't double down. But the straight up regular adult Alapexes that are battle line and a, and a fight an army, those are not singles. So you could have units of two. Because yeah. I was just like I yeah I got confused. Sorry, I get confused. It happens. I'm old. Hmm. All right, all we got left to talk about are the Namardi. So let's let's cover real quick a couple other things uh, before we get there. We did not cover the Domhain or the Briamdar enclaves. Right. Domhain's is pretty long set of rules here, uh, but it, I think it, if I remember correctly, it was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Okay, so if you go first in the battle round, in your combat phase, after a Namardi unit has fought for the first time, if there's no enemy units within three inches of it, you can attempt to charge again if there's an eligible charge. And if they finish the move in place, you can pick it to fight for a second time when it's yeah. your turn. So basically, they have to your Namardi have to wipe out the thing next to them so that they're mm-hmm. no longer in combat. Yeah, or someone has to wipe it out. Maybe not them, but yeah. Uh, yeah, after they have fought, if there are no friendly... 
Uh, no, I think they have to do it because it's after they mm. have fought for the first time. I guess the way that keys, yeah, I yeah. suppose you, yeah, yeah. So when they're done fighting, if there's no one near them, they can charge and get a second attack. That's if you went first. If yeah. you went second, then when a hero redeploys a Namarty unit, you can redeploy three Namarty units on that one command point. Right. That so if you're playing a lot of Namarty, this would be this would be helpful because it's all Namarty bonuses and stuff. Mm-hmm. And think about it: if you did take a kind of a big unit, you could have you go first. If you know one, you know something something whittles it down a bit, and then your Namarty go in there and polish it off, and then they can charge into something else. Mm-hmm. That could help. And last is Briamdar during de- deployment. When you set up a soul scryer in the finder of the ways ability, you can set three deepkin units to join him instead of two. Yeah. And you can set them up wholly within 12 of him and more than nine from enemy units. Yeah. The so it just adds a little more flexibility to the soul scryers rule. It just adds, it gives you an extra unit. Right, and they have to be wholly within six of him, so wholly within twelve, because you got a, a third possible unit in there. Yeah, it. I mean, I don't know. Would you take this? Like, I, 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 I suppose, oh. I suppose, if you're really planning to deep strike with your soul scryer, this could be a benefit. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you could add an extra shark over there. You could put three sharks instead of two, you know, or yeah, or one, two leviathans instead of one. <laughs> Or three Leviathans instead of two. I don't know. Oh, my God. I was just thinking little <laughs> Namardi hordes, like something you'd no. drop in their back lines and grab objectives and stuff. No. But. You, want, you want to throw those guys way up the flank and then do a run and charge. Uh, okay. <laughs> Great googly movie. Right? Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're almost done. <laughs> I just, this stuff I, how would that even work? Think about that for two seconds. I don't like, know. So you have the soul render guy, the soul scryer guy. He deploys. Mm-hmm. You have this. So you bring. I don't, can you, you take can, three units? Can you even take? Can you even take three leviathans in a not? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I suppose you could because they don't have to be battle line for you to take them. You'd have to take. They'd be battling in a Nautilar army. Right. But you de- but to take three within this guy, you have to be a Bramdar army. Oh, because he's, yeah. <laughs> so, no, I don't think you could. I don't think you'd have enough points. No. You, Cause, and, cause you'd and why? Need, let's, you don't, you'd still need three battle lines. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. They're not battle line. You couldn't. You couldn't Maybe, possibly. Yeah, because 10 thralls is 130. So that would be 390 15. plus 1,500. That would leave you 110 points, which means you couldn't actually take, take the, the soul, soul scryer. Soul, soul so no, you can't do your cheesy three <laughs> leviathans in the backfield. Plus, where are you going to fit them? That's not going to happen. Ah. You could take you, two. Ah. But you could do the two, right? You could do the Nautilar with this guy. Yeah. Right? And then yeah, you, you could two, take two. Then you had two leviathans way up the battlefield. And then you run and charge with those guys on turn one. Yeah. Hey, we're behind you now. We're behind These you and your giant flank things. Like, right away. We're just nine inches away from you, like immediately. You know where you were keeping your 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 squishy guys so they didn't get attacked first? Yeah. 
point, point. Yeah. I, what, uh, I, don't, I don't think you could run in that instance. Though. I don't think you could because you're dropping them there, but that's not even dro- the that's, point. That's too you big. Could, I'm bringing in other things in the back in that backfield there. You're Chris, you've got delusions of grandeur. <laughs> Uh, there's all kinds of there's all kinds of crazy stuff you can do with the run and charge thing, especially with like Kragnos and stuff. Oh, yeah. Especially with deploying stuff up the battlefield. Run and charge. Retreat run and charge. charge. Run. I mean, and... there's like a Gloom Spite Gits army where you could like like deploy like Kragnos way up there and deploy like a bunch of like gigantic Skitterstrand spiders with in a foot of him and do three d six inch charges and all kinds of stuff. It's just dumb. <laughs> it is. There's so many dumb things. All yeah. right. So let's talk about the Namardi real quick, and then we'll talk about the uh, stratagems, your yeah. grand strategies and battle tactics. And then we're going to wrap this up, this yeah. two-and-a-half-hour monstrosity where we haven't even talked about building armies because we just keep talking about goofy things. All right. So if you're taking Namardi thralls, yeah, there's your, your, your melee weapon bros. Mm-hmm. They only move six inches. They both have one wound. They both have seven bravery. They both have a five-up save. But the Reavers with the bows can move eight inches. Okay. Yeah. Uh, both units can take an Icon Bearer. That's plus one to the attack for the... Melee weapon. To that model's melee weapons, yes. For your champion. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Thralls, they've got two-inch range. So they can fight in a couple of ranks. Yeah, which is good. Um, two attacks, threes by threes, one rend, one damage. Even their grunts have one rend, though. Yeah, which I think is cool. Yeah. Uh, plus one to the attack characteristics. If the target has a wound characteristic of one, mm-hmm. add one to the damage if it has a wound characteristic. I think we talked about that, didn't we? We already mentioned Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. We did briefly, yeah. So they kind of got a toolbox for every situation, basically. Mm-hmm. And there's so many ways to buff these guys. That's the thing. That's the that's the key, right? You could just stick a Thrallmaster next to them. Well, and you, they're hitting on threes, and you're re-rolling ones with the Thrallmaster. So yeah. two attacks, hitting on threes. So 10 guys, 20 attacks. You're hitting with two-thirds of those, so you're hitting with 12 or 13 attacks. Mm-hmm. Let's, say, let's just say 12. So you pick up the remaining... Eight, and you're re-rolling. Uh, you got a couple of ones, so maybe three, or, you know, three or four ones. You're re-rolling, so you're getting a good ten hits in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they—that's they, not bad for your for your battle line unit. Right. Their only weakness is they have one wound and pretty much no save. Yeah. So you're either relying on shenanigans to get them a five-up ward somehow, keep or them near you're the doing, boats. Yeah, keep them near the boats. Put that. Ability on them for the board. And the boat um, works if you're within six. So all I do is keep myself within six, and I don't let you get within three. Yeah. Which just means I got to make sure when I fight you that I keep you on the outside. Right. It's not so, that I mean, hard. I mean, even the, even the Thrallmaster can make them be minus one to be wounded, which is cool. And then there, then you can bring them back to life. You know, you can use your your Soul Render oh, to bring them back yeah. to life. Um, oh my god, wait a minute. Oh yeah, so he can pick that for the plus one attack. Yeah. Or he can pick the sixes do two hits. Mm-hmm. Or he can do the minus one to wound rolls for targets uh, that target the... Uh, yeah, minus one to wound might not be too bad. You know, 
especially if you got someone who doesn't doesn't wound like if they're into a combat with a with a, a unit that's already like wounding on fours. Yeah, and also, I kind of was thinking like, if you're going Namardi heavy, you could just do two Thrallmasters. I mean, they're only 110 points. Right. It doesn't say you can't affect a Namardi unit with more than you know with a different fighting stance. So you could have one guy Pick do one of the, the following way of the fighting vortex. stances for this unit to use the effect last until the end of the phase. Yeah. Doesn't say they can only be affected by one. Sometimes it says that, right? It's like right. Oh, no matter what happens, you can only be affected by an Achillean fighting stance once. But so it doesn't if, say that. So if so I could, have two of these guys and I pick yeah. the way of the depths and the way of the riptide. Uh-huh. I'm re-rolling ones and sixes are doing two hits. Yeah. The other thing is, like I said, if you've got a, a, a someone who is attacking you who does like maybe they're they're not that great, they're wounding on fours. That's uh-huh. when you bring in the way of the vortex. Now you're wounding yeah. on fives. Right. I only have one wound and a five up save, but guess what? And if I got yeah. that five up ward on top of it, yep. that that can actually be really useful. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the soul render behind them, you know, and you're and you're playing more sh- more fan or whatever. Mm-hmm. So now you're bringing about, you know, he does one wound in this talent milk. Bloop. Or kills a guy with his talent, and then at the end of the Battleshock phase, you're bringing six guys back to life. That's right. Right? Yeah. All right. Now, if you take Reavers, they move eight inches. They have a Whisper Bow, so they get yeah. uh, they get a you know a shooting attack. Two attacks, threes by threes, one rend, one damage. Not bad. Yeah, yeah especially if you got 20 of them. Uh, plus one to hit with missile weapons if the target is within nine inches. Mm-hmm. So then you're doing two attacks, twos by threes, yeah. one rend, one damage. Rerolling so ones. A, oh, that's melee it's weapons. Lot. Sorry, only it's melee lot, weapons. It's a, lo- it's a lot of shooting for a, yeah. That's oh, and twenty that, attacks. Yeah, and that way of the vortex, you know, because the the riptide and the depths don't work nearly as well for the reavers because they're really relying on that bow attack. Yeah. So if you've got a thrallmaster next to them, minus mm-hmm. one to wound them. Yeah. I would assume most of the time the Reavers would be hanging out inside your shipwreck. Right? Yeah. Just getting just getting cover from the shipwreck and just kind of hanging out. In and not there. only that, but if they're not the closest guy, they can't even be shot at. So <laughs> Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's so. let's do the last bit that we haven't covered yet. This sounds like such a fun army, doesn't it? Like I'm all, I'm already yeah. excited for it. Like I don't know how to. I I looked at this. I'm like I wouldn't know what to build as a list. I tried to take everything. Guess what? It didn't fit. Yeah. So I I kind of put a list together, but you of know. course you did. But you got a guy who's taking three Alep, three three Leviathans into the backfield. So I don't know what you're doing. This is why it's always fun to play against you because you pull out some of the weirdest nonsense. You're like, I just want to try this thing. <laughs> Let's try this. Yeah. And you you know, it's so funny because you do this stuff that is so, so all the eggs in one basket type yeah. of stuff. You're like, I'm gonna try this, and if it works, it's gonna be amazing. And if it doesn't, I might just lose. Yeah. Well, I have to buy three Leviathans to do it, so that might not happen. Oh, but sure you will. You know you will. <laughs> 1,500 points and three guys. <laughs> all right. Uh, grand strategies. Now, after all the stuff we've talked about, these strategies are not yeah. so bad. No. So, some of them are. Okay. 
So when the battle ends, first one. Well, you know what? Take these because I've been yapping the whole time. You, yeah, go with I, this I gotta, stuff. I, I got to get to the page here real quick. 83. Yeah. There we go. Uh, grand strategies. So you get there's four to choose from. Uh, Achillean Pursuit. Um, battle ends. You complete this grand strategy if there are three or more friendly Archelian units wholly within enemy territory. So, which, so three I models. Three or more friendly units. Which, unless you're talking eels, is three models because the Achelians yeah. are all single model units. Right. I think this one is, I think it's harder than it looks. Well, yeah. I mean, because how many are you Achille- going to have? Yeah, exactly. And your Achelians are going to be doing a lot of the fighting. So, who are you going to have? Like, well, you're going to have a king, and you're going to have a unit of guard, of, you know, the eels. That's two units. Your thrallmaster. Yeah, yeah, I guess your thrallmaster, but then you have to keep all those dudes alive. No, you just got to keep him alive. Well, you have to, there has to be three or more friendly units wholly within enemy territory. So that's right. three separate units. But a couple of thrall masters with a bunch of those guys, you're keeping them in the middle or behind, you're protecting him with your... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it might be hard. I mean, I, I don't know that I would pick this one particular, but I'm saying they, yeah. they, they seem kind of doable. What's the next one? Yeah. It's a Cleeping Gloomtide battle ends. You complete this grand strategy. If there are any Gloomtide shipwrecks in your army on the battlefield, and all of them are more than three inches from all enemy units. Yeah, because giants can kick them off the field, and, uh, <laughs> and and Kragnos can stomp them and destroy them. Yeah, well, any monster can. Yeah, so... Maybe not. Maybe not. Plus, I mean, unless... Here's the thing. You can take the extra one and have four of them on the field, but you have to have no enemies near them. Right. Keeping the enemies away from them is the thing. Yeah, and if you have more than one, it has, it's all of them are more than three inches. Yep. So whatever's so, there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So next one is Dominion of the Deep Ones. Uh, the battle ends. You complete this grand strategy. If the only monsters on the battlefield are friendly, Leviathans. I kind of like that one. Yeah, it could happen. Especially yeah. if you're bringing three. <laughs> Especially if you're bringing <laughs> three. Uh, Namardi Assault. Uh, when the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy. If two or more friendly Namardi units are wholly within three inches of any enemy units, or if the only battle line units on the battlefield are friendly Namardi units. That one I feel is doable. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Because you got the either or. If I can wipe you out and I have some Namardi left, I got it. If yeah. If I can kill your battle line. Yeah. I mean, it's like you can't hide them in the corner either. At the very end, they've got to rush up and survive yeah. that final turn. I feel, because I feel like if you're going to gonna take, yeah, if you're going to take this one, you might as well just take the, the standard one that says, if you have battle line left, you complete your grand strategy, right? Yeah. I mean, you know what? these, yeah. I mean, I spoke a little quickly here because I like, oh, they aren't that bad. Yeah, they're not that great either. Yeah, I mean, there's just the monsters I, I think, left. Leviathan could be done. Yeah, I feel like these would be way more interesting if these were your only choices. <laughs> the right? Gloomtide Shipwreck seems like something you could do. Yeah. There's only a couple of armies. Well, actually, any destruction army could totally wreck that for you. Right. But, but uh, I, I, have you, I mean, have you looked do you at have the, to uh, Do you have to declare your grand strategy in the beginning or you just to say it at the end? You do. It's on your, it's on your roster. So your, enemy, your opponent knows. What it is. Well, if you're sharing your roster with a person, I suppose you are. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. I mean, uh, okay. I know we haven't talked about the Thandia book yet, but I feel like the Thandia book is almost written so that it like it almost like supersedes like the main rule book with some stuff. How much have you looked at it? Not much, but doesn't the... Uh, I mean, I have to keep looking at it, but I've got other things I've been doing lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, don't all the mini books supersede the main rule book? I mean... I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, the General's Handbook... Is, is the Season of War Thandia, is that the new General's Handbook? I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's all kinds of stuff in here that kind of... And it's like, you look at the go to the match play section... Mm-hmm. And in here is like all of there's like a whole list of new like stuff. There's like new battle tactics. There's new grand strategies. There's all I, kinds I, that's of stuff. if you're playing with Thondia, right? Though I well, mean, y- yeah. I mean, if if you're playing Season of War Thondia, does does are, are these grand strategies on page 103? Are these the ones you have to pick, you can't pick the ones from the main rulebook? I would assume you could pick both unless it says different, I, but I haven't really I looked know. at it that closely. Right, I think... Well, I mean, there's there's grand strategies in the uh, with the Gur stuff from the... And and you don't, you can pick those or, right? I don't... Are you talking about in, like, the... Uh, in the General's Handbook. In the General's Handbook. There's I don't the Gur stuff are, that's... Is there... I don't know. You know, it's been a while since I've looked at it. I think there are. I think there's battalions yeah. and stuff in there that's not... I thought there was. I don't know. I don't know. It's just interesting because I feel like at some point it, it feels to me the game is going to be like, okay, so you have to pick your grand strategy from your battle tomb or from whatever season of war we're in. Like, because because a couple of the grand strategies in the season of war sort of duplicate what's in the main rule book, but not exactly. I don't. I really don't know. Yeah, I have it's no super, idea. It's, I know. I just. I'm just. I'm just thinking aloud like because that would make the game a little more interesting everyone than everyone just taking keep my battle line unit alive or keep a wizard alive for my grand strategy like that's what everyone does well what and, it's, do? and it's and it's boring you know if you actually had to th- if you actually had to think about it and plan like your army around how the heck am i going to achieve one of these grand strategies these are hard yeah but that yeah i don't know i just uh, there's so many things on the table. I don't. I don't mind if you keep it simple. But let's look gotcha. at their battle tactics real quick because yep. they've got a bunch. Yes. What's, what's uh, uh, so, Sassno the High Tide? What's that? So complete this battle tactic. If two or more enemy units are destroyed during this turn by attacks made by friendly, I don't have deep units affected by high tide. That's that's going to be that's, a pretty easy one. Yeah, I agree. Kill two or more enemy units during high tide when you get first strike. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like a billion attacks. Uh, predators of the deep pick a unit on your opponent's starting armies on a battlefield wounds characters of eight or more and has zero wounds allocated to it you complete this tactic if that unit is destroyed during this turn by a alapex unit sure okay so it's got to have eight or more wounds it's Mm got to have no wounds taken yet it's got to be fresh yeah and your so alapex has to be the one to kill it that's actually doable if you've got a couple of things to go after it yeah, you'd have to like pick your moment and pick, you know if you had the opportunity to do it, you take it. Yeah, but that thing where it's, you can't, you can't, it can't be have any wounds on it before you start. So it's something mm-hmm. that's that's when you're gonna have to hit earlier. Yeah, 
Um, next one is Revenge of the Navarti. Complete this battle if an en- tactic if an enemy hero monster is destroyed during this turn by an attack made by a friendly Namardi unit. Sure, I could see that one. That's absolutely doable, especially a mm-hmm. hero if you surround him with ten of these guys. If he's already taken a couple of wounds, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, deny trespassers. Pick a gloom tide shipwreck in your army that is within twelve inches of enemy units. Complete this battle tactic if that gloom tide shipwreck is more than twelve inches from all enemy units at the end of this turn. Sure. Yeah. You just got to wait until there's a, a unit, one unit within that area. Boom, I move yep. up. I kill that off. I'm yeah. good. Okay. Yep. Uh, trapped in the undercurrents. You complete this tattle tactic if three or more friendly Idona deep units retreated and made a charge move during this turn. Which they can totally do that in round four. Yep. The whole, and there's other things that can do that anytime they want. You could, this, this can happen. Yep. Uh, Isharan Defiance. When you reveal this battle tactic, pick an objective wholly within enemy territory. At the end of this turn, you complete this battle tactic if you control that objective, and there's a friendly Asharan unit within six inches of that objective. So you have to control it and have one of your wizards near it. Or one of yeah. your yeah. Or yeah, one of your support dudes, yeah. whatever. Yeah. That's totally the book. Oh, who can they ally with? Cities of Sigmar, Daughters of Cain, Realm Lords, Stormcast, and Sylvaneth. They can basically ally with Almost any, pretty much any order, except Fire Slayers and Overlords, Caradron. Yeah. Yep. So the Dwarden won't <laughs> won't uh, team up with them. No, they got grudges. That's right. I like this book. Yeah, I think there's. It, I, there's, I still there's quite think, there's there's a bunch of different builds you can do with the, which makes it cool. But I don't know how great any of the builds are. Like, it seems like fun. Mm-hmm. But it still suffers from a lack of variety. Mm. I mean, it really, honestly, if you look at it, um, I can take Nautilar and have the Leviathan. I mean, if I'm paying 500 points for Leviathan, I'm going to take Nautilar just so that can be one of my battle line units. Yeah, and then you're gonna have to take some Namardi. You can't take three of these guys. You can, <laughs> but then you're gonna have no support with it. It's just that's a dumb army. Yeah, you'd have yeah, you'd have three giant turtles, and then and like, like two, two characters, and like, and like two units. Yeah, and then like some characters. Yeah, two yeah two leaders. That's just that's that's the dumb army. <laughs> um, you can take uh, uh, Fuethan, and they can. You take like six sharks. Yeah, you could take sharks as your battle line, and then you mm-hmm. can take a bunch of other stuff because you can get you can get away with that for under five hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually uh, three sharks would be cheaper than ten reavers, actually. Uh, or no, three units of ten reavers because you know, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, if you take an Achillean king as your general, you can take eels. As battle yeah, line, right? Which is, I, I think most people will end up like that. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. At least one of your. Units it just will feels be like that's a lot of points. I'm taking one Achillean King. He's two and a half. Three mm-hmm. units of that is six. I'm at eight fifty. I've still got a thousand points left. I just, I, I just, I guess I'm not good with these elite armies. I keep looking and I'm like, yeah. There's a couple of different builds you can do, mm-hmm. 
but they're all so very would, dependent. If so, the list I threw together, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, I, I kind of made. I would kind of go like a kind of like a balanced sort of approach to it, where I take I take the Achillean King. Mm-hmm. Just I think I would take. Um, I like I really like the Morphin. I like that a lot. Um, okay. Which is the where you get to, to get the extra guys back. I'd go with the Achillean King, kind of geared up, kind of like how we were talking. He's just like a death missile. You know what I mean? Just, right. My God. Giving him the bonuses. So yeah. So and then he's take, got the. Hold on a second. Let's let's name this. He got an Achillean King, and yeah. we've given him Unstoppable Fury. Yeah. And does he the have the armor? Of Frenzy. Oh no, the potion of hateful frenzy. Yeah, and then savage ferocity on the mount. Okay, so yeah, he's just he's just running and busting heads. He's he's two hundred and fifty points. I mean, he's just a he's cheap. I think for anyway, for yeah for what you get. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I take a tidecaster because I want to have two uh, two uh, rituals. Uh huh. And I, I would like at least one spellcaster. And then I take a soul render. Just because, because what I have, because that coincides with like what Morphin does, mm-hmm. and then I take a Thrallmaster because I want him to be able to sort of beef up my Thralls. Because I take a big, I take, I would go a big unit of twenty Thralls, um, as kind of like my kind of fighty unit. You know, they just kind of clog up the middle, take an objective, and then I think I would go um, two units of ten. Reavers, um, guys with the bows, mm-hmm. just to like they can either help each other, they can like go fight a flank, they can, you know they can, they're just kind of flexible. And then right. I take two, and then I take two Alapexes, just as like support units for like my thralls and or for my, my unit of uh, Ishtalean guard. I take six of those guys. Because they're so tanky, I feel like you just throw them on an objective like early, and they just kind of sit there and tank, and then you support them with reavers or alapexes or whatever, and then they can run away, and then they can go do something else. You know, they can go snipe a character in the back or do something cool. So I've got a little bit of shooting, got a little bit of magic. Army's fast. It's got you know a little horde element to it. And then it's got the death missile of the Achillean King, who just basically just a, try, you try to just obliterate whatever, you know. He, where's that maw crusher? Where is he? There he is. All right. It just does it. It <laughs> feels like I, <laughs> it feels a bit unfocused, doesn't it? Um, like you got a little bit of everything, but nothing that really that don't have that. I mean, he can be the uh, a crazy hammer. Yeah, but it well, just, you could you could you could play him in so many different ways because he's so. Fast. True. Like you could true. you could use them as a scalpel, or you could just go take out something, or you could use them to lead the army too. He could just hang back, and he can wait, and he can countercharge because he's so fast and flies and retreats and charges. And yeah, yeah. And I mean, you can just take an all eel army, or you could just take an all cav with a little bit of everything. You could. Right. You could yeah, just go Namardi how... crazy. I mean, you could you, go Namardi's and Thrallmasters and just go bananas with that and just hope you it's could. enough. Right. You could just take a bit. You could take a ton of thralls. I mean, they're two sixty for twenty. I mean, you could take four units of twenty for over yeah. a grand, and then you take uh, your king, yeah. and you yeah. take a bunch of thrall and uh, four, four thrall masters. You could go yeah. something like that. I don't know how good it would be. I, I don't know. I, I I think 
I, I, don't, I don't know if you'd have enough support to bring back. I think it, I think you'd have so much stuff thrown around that you would. You, I don't know. Yeah, I just feel of, like they're not they're not survivable enough. That right, you'd you'd get wiped out. Right. So if you have a unit of twenty, and those are your, that's your main fighty block, and then you dedicate your Thrallmaster and your Soul Render to keeping that one unit of twenty at you know maximum efficiency. I think that's the way to go. A unit of thirty, <laughs> or a unit of thirty, you could. You yeah, because you could double. You got because you can double reinforce it. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot. There's a lot here. I'm there I'm is. kind of excited about it. Like it's mm-hmm. it's 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 sounding like fun to me. Where yeah, I is? mean it plays the game in a satisfying way. You know what I mean? I I think. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fast. It can do stuff. It's it doesn't just kind of sit there. Like you know, I'm I was, I was kind of struggling with a list for Ossiarch Bone Reapers right now. I don't really see. Like, I have a list, but it's like, man, this army just kind of just does one thing. It just kind of walks up, and that's it. <laughs> it kind of does. <laughs> right? I'm, st- I'm struggling trying to make a list for OCR Bone Reapers right now. Because I don't want to take, I don't want to take, uh, what's his face? Catacross. I don't want to take him. I, it's like my favorite model in that army, though. Right. I, I just, he's such a massive crutch. That I just don't want to take them. Okay, I mean, I I guess I see that. That's just that's just me. I just I, ugh. I'd I'd rather tr- figure out a different way to play it. You know. Yeah, I mean, I guess I I get that. I totally mm-hmm. get that. I just mm-hmm. I just love that model. <laughs> it is it is cool. It is cool. Yeah. All right, so we got to wrap this up. We've been yep. talking for almost three hours, and nice. so much for only fourteen units. There's so much mm-hmm. flavor behind them. Yeah, well, and, having having the six different factions helps because that really. Yeah, I mean, also it makes you an extra ten minutes, twenty minutes on the show just discussing it. But <laughs> you got the factions. Um, I liked kind of jumping between the units and then going back and saying all the stuff that they can take. I think. Yeah, I thought that was cool. That was a good way to do it. I mean, I ain't patting myself on the back or anything like that. I just was like, you know what? Why not? You know, we just run through it. And by the time you get to the units, I don't remember any of those things we said. But going back and forth like that, it took a little longer. But at least like, oh, wait, I could do this with this now. Right. It really kind of got me excited for the things you could do because I would not have put it. To, I would have. I would have seen it, but I wouldn't have put together. The king bomb, <laughs> right? <laughs> Unless I would have looked. Wait a minute, I could do this and then this and then this. this. And this. Yeah, you really gotta plan it. But that's the whole point. This you gotta plan in this game now. There's yeah. so many synergies. You've got to plan. Just like that stupid spell, I can kill one model. What good is that? Oh, if I can break mm-hmm. coherency and not let you have a pile in because I have my models all moved away from it now. Yeah, I could just kill off a few models. Right, and, and especially with, if you combined like the the net from the Alapex. Hey, you can't pile in now, and I just killed that one guy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> like oh, there no. you go. The net from the Alapex would keep them from piling in. Yeah. So killing that one model, they don't move. You don't have don't. to get all your units away from them. You just have yeah. to. There you go. That's even better. Yeah. Throw the net. Kill a model, break coherency, wipe out a th- you know a, a third of the unit without actually having to wipe out a third of the unit. Right. 
that's just great. Yeah. And it, is it easy? No, I'm not saying it's easy. You got to right. plan it. You got to get plan it. You got to move and- in. It's you know if you got a regular gaming group that's not going to work too many times against them. Yeah. They're once they catch on. But yeah, I, I feel like, unfortunately, I, I think like killing models through lack of coherency is kind of a feels bad too in the game. You know, it's it's a I, I would classify that a negative player experience. Like, hey, I just did this thing, and now a third of your unit is dead. Sorry about that. And you're like, okay, oh, why, why, why? Well, because you didn't plan better. Like. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's kind of a feels bad. I, but I, I get it, but here's the thing. You have to keep legitimate. coherency, and we're yeah. always looking at it. We're always making sure. I don't want to pull off from this side, but if I pull off from that side, I'm going to break coherency. I don't want right. to pull this guy. I don't want to pull that guy. It's you got to plan for it. Hey, you know what? And we all get stuck once in a while. Things happen. Yeah. So what yeah, are you going to do? Absolutely. Yep. All right. So I think we're done. Yeah. We got to be done. All right. Uh, one again, want to thank Chaos Orc Superstore, Six Squared Studios, and Grognards. You. Uh, Patreon patrons, thank you guys for everything you do for us for the show here. That includes our associate producers, Christopher Sanders, Big uh, Jake, Jake C, executive producers, Colin Miller, Tyler McDonald, and Scott Milne. Uh, thank you all. And all yeah, Patreon patrons, past, present, and those considering for being part of the almost 1% that makes this show and all we do on it possible. Chris? Yes, sir. Um, are we talking the Thondium book next or are we talking... Um, well, it's either Thondia or it's going to be uh, Path to Glory. One of the two. The Th- I think we should do the Thondia book. Okay. There's a, there's a Path of Glory section in there, which we could... I don't see, I, but I would look to cover Path to Glory so that I'm sure I got all the Path to Glory stuff straight from the main rules before we start covering all the adjustments. Because I've never, we haven't done mm. it yet. I haven't done it yet. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we cover Thondia and then we'll just go back to its Path to Glory stuff. Because we've been skipping Path to Glory in every one of these books. That's true. Maybe one of these days we'll have a huge Path to Glory segment when there's a little lull in the books. Of course, now <laughs> they told us today that oh there's going to be 900 books this year. So we're never right. going to get to not cover books. <laughs> Ugh. Okay, folks, until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant, only the faithful will stand when all others fall, and only the faithful know no despair except in failure. Oh, it's a car. Oh.